<laughs> I'm a dumbass. Here we go. All right. It is Lopez Radio at Lopez Radio for all social media. LopezRadio.com is where you got this podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, tonight, special guest, the Firestarter himself, Z Dub. A fireside chat with Z Dub. Zach White, welcome back, man. How are you? Be here, man. Uh, <laughs> sitting outside. Yeah. yeah. Got a dope little gas burner out here. Yeah, we got warm. A little, uh, a little uh, fire pit action. Give us a little warmth. Fireside chat, socially distanced in a pandemic. Dude, the last time we sat down and talked, I just looked it up the other day, was last year, Veterans Day. Thank you, by the way. Happy about, Veterans I was going to say, it's about a year ago this yeah, time. Me, you, and Banshee. We sat in my dad's house oh, and wow, recorded. Remember around. that? Yes. Because we ran out of batteries and we had to finish recording on a phone. Like It was, it was crazy, but it was still so good. <laughs> it's been that long, man. A lot has happened. Yeah. I was just literally just compiling in my mind so how much. much has changed in that year. God damn. Well, at least Trump's not going to be president anymore. <laughs> well, we have that, right? We think. We, we think, hope. We we're, hope. We're finding out slowly if that's going to be the truth. Boy, what a waste of uh, what a waste of money and time on those recounts because all they've literally done is discovered that the gaps are bigger <laughs> what they initially thought they were. So Trump's They're bosses. like, we found more votes in such and such county. I was like, was it uh, 14,000 votes? All right, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> was it 14,000 votes solely for Trump? Because that's what it's going to take right now. Need, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, so much has changed, man. We uh, last, Like I said, last time was Veterans Day. We just had Veterans Day, what, last week, week before? Yes, last week. Um, thank you for your service, by the way. Indeedly. Um, and uh, we, we got together and just, you guys told some stories, and we just, you know, had some laughs, and we had no idea the train <laughs> that was headed our way. We were just like, this is so great. We're just having beers and hanging out. And now we're, uh, now we're what, six, seven, eight months balls deep in a pandemic, and it's raging back right now. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, telling your lovely wife that uh, this is about as social as I've been since March 13th, yeah. which was coincidentally the night that Trump halted international travel. Mm-hmm. And I figured that, you know, if he's going to take it that seriously, then I, I should really ramp up my efforts. Yeah, um, it's it's been interesting. Like me and you have been talking a lot and, you know, we still talk just as much as we did before. And it's. Yep. But we just have cut out that that face to face time with a lot of people and almost everybody, man. Almost everybody, and and you know it's going to be interesting because coming up, obviously next week as we're recording, is uh, Thanksgiving twenty twenty, and then Christmas, and there's no parties, and there's no gatherings, and there's no orphan Christmases. Like this is going to be a really weird year for me. This is uh, going to be the first year without the Christmas soup party, no sweater party. I mean, it's I I count on the holiday season to see the people I love. Because, I mean, I'm pretty well practiced at social distancing right. the rest of the year anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, but now I don't get to see people. And for some folks, you know, I have, you know, every other year occurrences. And it's about to be three years yeah. that I will not have seen them if, I mean, if this goes away next year, I hope. <laughs> but again, if it doesn't, it's, there's going to be a lot of people I'm not going to be able to see face to face. And that, that bothers me. I don't like many people, but the ones I do like, I enjoy keeping close. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what me and you have been talking about. It's like, 
there's the there's the folks that you do want to see, but you got to cut down back on that. Like even even so, we've got Thanksgiving next week. We have got Christmas coming up. Like we said, we've already decided we're we're here. We're not going anywhere. My mother, I mean, so so it's I guess it's being taken so seriously, and that part of my family is that age that mm-hmm. uh, the hillbillies canceled Thanksgiving this year. And if, and if my if my family can cancel Thanksgiving, that I mean, dozens of people people have gotten old and died and moved off. It's not the fifty sixty people it used to be. It's probably still well over twenty into right. the thirties, and they're not right. doing it. It's it's you know it is odd because the past few, I guess I guess the past five to ten years, you've seen it trail off anyway. Like people have just moved away. People have. You know, like you said, die like like the people who who it was important to have, have passed on, like the grandparents, like stuff like that. And you're just kind of like, oh, it really was just everybody showing up for them. Oh, that's exactly it. One of the uh, you know, we kind of have some cabins up in the mountains and stuff. And one of the grandparents, former cabins is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. It just kind of turned into the family meeting place. But nobody really has a house for it because it's not how people live anymore with giant dining areas mm-hmm. and guest rooms and, you know. It's. I really don't know how to handle yet the holidays. It's going to be very odd. It's going to be very different. Um, yeah. Although a lot of people aren't going to give a shit. Yeah. And are still going to have fifty people plus family gatherings. Um, right. You know, apparently on Parlor, that's that's one of the big things. Is what fuck, is Parlor? I've seen, I've seen people talk. What is Parlor? It sounds. So I started hearing about Parlor a few years ago. Sounds like I shouldn't be on there. Facebook. Oh, you don't belong, brown boy. Um, <laughs> I'm too brown. Who am I fucking kidding? <laughs> uh, so I started hearing from it in people in the uh, in the firearm community. Um, mm. Definitely red voters. Okay. Uh, perhaps the people that might have some militia literature. Mm. Um, and that's why I heard it from first, and that was yeah. years ago. And yeah, even then, it was you know the, the super conservative place where the Zucks not going to get you. Oh. You know, we can all agree that Zuck sucks. Sure. But, uh, Fuck the Zuck. So, again, the people that were telling me about it, I'm like, well, there's no fucking way I'm checking this out. It's kind of like Instagram. I'm like, I don't like you anyway. I sure <laughs> shit don't want to join your clan. Um, but apparently Parlor is like a super conservative, I don't know, lack of a better word, hate forum. Okay. Um, so I've so been anything th- like Stormfront? Maybe. Stormfront News, remember? So it's 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 the idea is it's kind of like Facebook, like with walls or like following trending topics. So mm. Twitter esque also. So like you can search hashtags. So if you just say search a hashtag like MAGA, um, <laughs> it ranges all the way from you know I feel that you know liberals are unjustly controlling the media and our children's minds and the education system all the way out to like take flamethrowers to antifa i mean real fucking inflammatory oh, shit maybe and, maybe i don't know let's kidnap a governor oh of a yeah state yeah um uh, there, there, there was a tagline that was going around apparently about shit and now i can't remember exactly what the tagline was but there were like militia groups popping up on it like giving out meeting you know, meeting times and places, notes, and it's <laughs> minutes, <laughs> and it's like, man, I, you know, is Breitbart you know, the, the the one the one monitoring this? Uh, who's who's watching this? Because it's it's wild and crazy. Um, I'm I'm all for not 
All right, so that makes sense because what I've seen every time I'm like, I don't know what parlor is. A, they spelled parlor wrong, and B, <laughs> and B, everybody I see talking about parlor are people that uh, probably don't want me in their parlor. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to invite me over to uh, meet the family anyway. But they're not racist. I ain't racist, but <laughs> it's one of those really strange things, though, where you get not just the you know really uneducated people that you know still live ten miles from Jackson County Comprehensive, where they mm. where they you know did not graduate twenty years ago, um, but they still think about the glory days. Yeah, but you also have a bunch of uh, you know a bun- bunch of military vets and yeah people that are educated, uh, but just. Ignorant, I guess. Disenfranchised. Disenfranchised. Lonely. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that going around. I'm sure that is the new home for all the fucking public shooters, which we've kind of put a stop to. Oh, yeah, that helps, right? You know, if there's one thing COVID has been good for, it is stopping public shootings. It just took a pandemic and a, and a you know, a political divide. So what are, kids, what are those kids doing now? I, I don't know. I are guess, they on Parlor? I, I, I guess. Either that. Yeah, they're on Parlor. They're, they're stocking up. You know, because they can only get so much at a time. Man, right? for the love of fucking God, ammo has been getting stockpiled for Dude. the last like twenty fucking years. I'm not kidding. Like, so he finally pulled out some of the uh, some of the old firearms, and uh, I needed to get some 38 ammo, like mm. just like a box. And there is none, and there's none on the internets, and there's none at the gun stores. And so I hit up some of my buddies that are still very much part of that culture. And, uh, yeah, apparently I am way late to the party. Oh, yeah. Like, the run started, you know, a year oh, and a half ago. Yeah, again. yeah. Again. again. Like, guys, like, if you're listening, and I doubt you are, but if you are listening, like, what the fuck are you going to do with 15,000 rounds? You got fucking belt-fed machine guns, man? Like, what are you going to do with How that? many clips you got? Like, like how many, like... Do you know how much that fucking weighs? <laughs> You're like, not. You're not taking that in your go bag. Exactly, dude. You're taking. A, I mean, seriously, man. Like a combat loadout that would wind up weighing with body armor almost a hundred fucking pounds. You're carrying five hundred rounds. Yeah, I was about to say maybe about five hundred right? rounds, yeah. and that's like to go to fucking war with. All right. I, I, I like. What the fuck are you doing walking out of Cloud Armory with five thousand rounds? Right. Man? Like, what you gonna do with that? So, so being someone who who's actually you know done done tours and and been out there how and and you know worked in the gun industry and stuff like that when you got back like are they just kidding themselves that they're quote-unquote prepared like yeah man they're totally kidding themselves most of the people uh if they are training they're training poorly Mm. um and they're reinforcing really bad habits uh where as soon as adrenaline hits they're gonna fuck oh they're gonna shit their pants man um and again, it's 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 one thing to practice shooting paper targets and stuff. Like it's a whole different fucking ball game when there's you know people are shooting back at you with ill intent. Hey man, I got mannequins on slides out in my backyard. And it's like watching. I mean, for instance, Keanu Reeves. Uh, he got you know started learning how to shoot for the Matrix movies, and then he actually got really into the three gun competition, mm-hmm. which is kind of made to mimic like combat engagements and stuff, where you literally go from like handgun to shotgun to a to an AR or a rifle platform. Um, hence the three gun. Mm. And it's great, man. And I know some folks that look like fucking Olympic-style gunslingers out there. Like, they can just rip through it. But nobody's ever shot back at it. That's kind of what my thought is, too. I'm like, that's impressive. But no I, one's I, shooting back at you. Is is like, that changes your whole game plan. Because now you're thinking, like, okay, can I move? 
Do I need, you know, it, it, it changes everything. And I think that while impressive, you know, it's, the it's closest not thing you can do is, you know, t- trying to simulate the adrenaline dump. And of course, if it's a high end competition, like that can be very close to it. But again, you're not risking life and death. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it, it's a totally different ball game. Um, but not just that. <laughs> Excuse me. What are you going to do again with, okay, so you got, 20,000 rounds, and that's probably a low estimate for a lot of these people, Oof. and five ARs, and 20 handguns, and four shotguns. Like, unless your whole family of five is thoroughly trained, like, you got way too much shit. Right. Um, you got way too much shit, because you need to be able to, the whole thing about combat, you know, is shoot, move, communicate. Like, that's how you survive. Yeah. Uh, well, it's usually just the dude going and getting all this stuff done, like... Once you get the whole family involved, no one's been going to these classes with you. No one's been going to these, you know, training sessions or shooting nearly as much as you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the you know, it, it's great that you have a shotgun in the closet, but if you're the one, you know, getting your ass beat in the front yard and the wife doesn't know anything about the shotgun, that can go south real fast. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lack of training and it's people people trading and sacrificing the buying more guns for a feeling of safety when and and security. Yeah. When the truth is, if the lights fucking turn off tomorrow and aren't coming back on, like, you've just got a great stash for somebody else to come and take. Right. You've just created a stronghold for somebody exactly, else. Exactly, for somebody else to come and get it from me. It was like back in the day with that, that uh, Doomsday Prepper show. Yeah. We actually had two of those people come in, because they're, they're fucking local here, man, or local enough, mm-hmm. that we had them come into the store, and of course, I sold them firearms, so I saw where they are homes of record were i knew where they lived and then they were on the show like months later and if you were familiar with the area like you could probably have recognized you know the area some landmarks enough to figure out where they were and then they were just on a fucking tv show showing TV all show their goods telling the whole world <laughs> so i've got this quick trigger here i can like, well so here's what? all my guns here's my water filtration system here's my greenhouse with all my f- well, fuck, man. I want to get your kids, too. <laughs> like, you know, human trafficking is going to be real big. Yeah. It's but it's... But that's the thing. Most of the people aren't going to make it, man. Uh, they don't have the food to last. Um, you know, people like me who need medications to get by, thankfully, mine are fairly readily available. But, like, if you're, if you're a diabetic or something, yeah. you're dead, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've got real bad cholesterol and stuff, you're dead. Yeah. you got real bad asthma, you're dead. Um... It's not. It's not World War Z where you're going to walk in to the pharmacy. It's like the people that are, you know, the, the Million Man MAGA march that they think had ten to fifteen thousand people actually show up. Yeah. Um, if those people are the people of fucking Walmart, man. Like, I'm not saying there aren't a bunch of country boys out there who can, you know, run a trout line and skin a buck and all that shit. But dude, you're talking about fucking fighting a war, man. You're about starting a revolution. You're about never going back to your fucking family. Yeah, like, it's, it's family's called, number one, man. I got 13 fucking kids. Well, guess what? They're all going to grow up without a fucking daddy. Yeah, you walk out the door, you're not coming back. Like, who the fuck are you kidding, man? In, like, in, most, in most cases, you're not coming back. Like, even just do your basic research on revolutions. Like, think about think about Che Guevara and Fidel Castro. Oh, the reason How we know their name is because they let other people fight for them. Exactly. Yeah. They yeah. were the ones sending people out <laughs> to yeah. die. <laughs> like, and they're the ones that got to sit there and write the book after it was over. Know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's why history sounds so good. Um, and the truth is, is you know, if you want to go out and be a revolutionary, Che's a great example, man. Like, you're probably going to die a really violent death. It's, it's 
such as the, uh, you know, once again, we have a rash of, you know, air quotes here, rappers and hip-hop artists being murdered and shot. Oh, yeah. It's um, bad right now. I mean, God, it really fucking is. Just uh, had one in Atlanta last week, right? Oh, and then, like, three more in Retribution, like, like around the southeast, uh, directly following it. But it's, you know, if you want to you know, be a revolutionary, you want to be a gangster, you want to be a thug, like, there ain't a fucking retirement plan for that, man. Live the like, life, Like, man. they don't have retirement homes for those guys. You know, it blows my mind. I was thinking about it the other day because... I forget. I was listening to a podcast or watching like one of those funny or die like true crime things, and they were talking about the death of Biggie Smalls, and I was like, "Holy shit! Biggie Smalls was twenty fucking four. Did you watch that whole thing about like how everybody that was a uh, suspect in both Biggie's and Tupac's deaths were all murdered inside of like a year? Yeah. So they were just like, "Oh yeah, man. So basically, everybody we thought that did it's dead already. So it that's was why it some went nowhere. really deep like organized crime level shit. Oh, there was totally like." Police precincts in on that oh, shit, like dude. absolutely. Um, talking about the because uh, the guy they were interviewing was like mm-hmm. a former LAPD detective or yeah, whatever, yeah. and he was like, "Oh yeah, man, like totally catching a blind <laughs> shoulder." Like no, nobody gave a fuck. No, nobody cared because it was just it was just. And too- the truth is, if you're saying about killing cops and selling crack and fucking hoes, like I don't know if the cops are really the people you're looking to for sympathy. Yeah. Not 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 okay. Cops should be the people we're looking to for sympathy, <laughs> but the reality is, is that. Cops consider themselves to be, you know, militarized versions of social workers, and that is not what they are. Right, right. They're more like Gestapo now. I mean, what it comes down to is people are way more in love with the fantasy of, okay, there's going to be a war. Okay, I need to defend. Like, they they don't realize they're not really in love with the reality of it. They're just not. Because once it hits, you're going to have so many people that just... Aren't mentally ready. This, I, I'm not worried about it. I don't think there's enough commitment on either side to really. I mean, you, you have the small groups, the, you know, the antifas, the, the proud boys, and I roll my eyes as I mentioned those guys, uh, the oath keepers, you know, bullshit like that. And you know, I hate to lump myself in with them, but a lot of those dudes are fat, old, out of shape vets, not so unlike myself. That shit is, man, I ain't gonna fucking live a month fighting a war. Like, yeah. There's no fucking way I could do that yeah. at almost forty. Well, it it I mean it, I was, could, it took I, a toll could, on you when you were a kid. It's why I'm so beat now. Yeah, right. yeah, it's exactly it. Um, it's you know why do you get eighteen year olds to go do the fighting while the forty year olds sit in the back because they're young enough, dumb enough, and in good enough shape mm-hmm. to do it. Uh, well, man, there also I, ain't no no Olive Garden dinner at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? There's well, nothing waiting. <laughs> like, one you know of I'm the saying? good things that we have, you know. To, to hold on to is that there's never been a gun grab. I still don't think there's ever going to be a gun grab. I don't think so. Uh, because Not everybody's easily. got guns, and as long as law enforcement... There goes the loop. Yeah, there, go, there goes somebody in a... Mu- that's probably a Mustang with, with awful pipes. What? Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> um, but the cops are so resistant to even enforce the, the COVID lockdown laws. They're sure shit, once again, I'm going to repeat myself, not going to go door to door. Oh man, and, and it's it's interesting what they what rules they will follow and what rules they won't follow. When this all broke out, you know, uh, just down the road, there's a mental health facility right down, just just an exit or two down, and uh, people get out and wander, and someone happened to wander up into a neighbor's yard and was screaming at the woods. Caught him on my camera walking through my yard, screaming wow. at the woods, like she was talking to somebody. Oh boy. Neighbor pulls up with her with her grandson, and this girl's carrying a rock 
and talking to someone who wasn't there in her garage. And, and, and she was like, I'm looking for my boyfriend. And she's like, crazy. She's like, you could put the rock down. Like it's, it was great. No pants, you know? And then, um, so she, she convinced her to put the rock down and, and get, get the hell out of here. She goes, Oh, I need to go get my pants. Went down like back in the woods, got her pants and then like left going up the road. She called the cops. Cops were like, is she still there? And this was like in March. This was like Mar- like two weeks into the pandemic. And she was like, no, she walked up the road. He goes, well, we're not going to come out there because of the pandemic. Um, she's probably not going to come back. So don't worry about it. So people have been acting awful and crazy since the pandemic started. And I have, through no fault of my own, one was witnessing and one was having it happen to me. But people like road raging the fuck out and like threatening to kill people. Again, one time I was watching it happen. The other time the guy was, you know, threatening to kill me. And, of course, then I chased him down and pushed him into a parking lot. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I called the cops after he, like, raced away to get away from me. Uh, yeah. And then as I followed him back into Madison County, it was as I was talking to the cops. But they, uh, yeah, man, athens Clark County has really let me down. There's not much. Uh... So, apparently, unless somebody is, like, actively trying to, to kill you, like, saying, I'm going to shoot you in the won't face. Leave your property, yeah. Won't, like that. won't cut it, man, which, which surprised me a little bit because, boy, I've definitely been in some situations that if I told somebody I was going to blow their fucking head off, I guarantee you I would have gone to prison or at least jail. Um, it's interesting how it just kind of whatever seems to fit what's needed at the moment, right? It is, yeah, it is really strange that that's happening. Um, again, did a lot of traveling when the quarantine first started because with the shutdown of international travel, the national parks are wide open. Uh, that's what you're actually getting ready to do, right? Yeah, about to go do it again. About to go out for during, because there's not going to be Thanksgiving this year, so I'm going to go uh, do what I used to do in my childhood and go to the national parks for Thanksgiving. I mean, if it's not snowing, I hope to yeah get up in the mountains and see some really pretty shit with not many people around. It's very rare. It's a very rare thing to do. You said it's been beautiful since the pandemic started. Like you said, it's been like not that not nobody. Like it's been like a ghost town. Uh, made a trip out to the Grand Canyon and there was nobody there, um, which was which is amazing. Uh, going to you know, just some other national parks. Uh, got up around Moab in Utah, around Arches and all that, and that was. You sent me some pictures. Yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Man. It looks <laughs> beautiful, crazy man. And you find out why there's been 200 movies shot out there. Yeah, uh, it's it's some of the most incredible scenery, and it kind of brings it home when you realize that Moab is basically just the baby Grand Canyon. It really is. It's mm-hmm. where the Colorado, the Green, and the Arkansas River meet. So it is truly the formation of the Great Colorado that cuts the Grand Canyon, and it's like a mini Grand Canyon. Wow, it's not quite as is that where, that's not where Horseshoe is, is it? Yes, it is. That is where Horseshoe is. Okay, yes. Um, and Dead Horse Bend and Horseshoe. It's and you know you get up to the edge and you walk up there to the little overlook and you're like, holy shit, I recognize that. Yeah, that's I, fucking I, Ansel I, Adams. Yeah, I've seen this <laughs> right. hundreds of times in hundreds of movies yep. and TV shows yeah. and paintings and photographs. Uh, you know, in every other Nat Geo from my childhood. And and I know like as beautiful as the pictures were that you sent me. I know they do them no justice. Bro, like, it's... It does it no justice. So, okay, so the wildfires have been really bad, um, and the snows have helped with a lot of that, and, of course, them just burning themselves out has also helped with a lot of that. Yeah, thanks, 2020. You know, burn, <laughs> literally burning down California. We needed a little icing, right? That's right. Uh, but so there are places, and now I can't 
It's not the Cascade. I can't for the life of me remember the mountain range that's viewable when it's clear. But you couldn't see these snow-capped peaks when I was there. Mm. And then somebody showed me a picture of the same time of year from a year prior, and it's a much better view. I was a uh, I wasn't disappointed because I didn't know any better, mm. but apparently it's much more spectacular than what I saw. Dude, yeah. Well, we went to, so this was years ago, the first time the Sheets lived out in Portland. Um, we They took us to the Willamette Valley, um, you know. Oregon oh Trail. God, it's so beautiful, dude. It's just this huge open space, and it's just like nothing but like trees and rolling hills and just... You're in a you're, you're in a valley, so you got mountains too. It's like it's like an overload of all these different landscapes. It's obvious why people headed to that location. Oh man, yeah. And and no picture you could take would even would even scratch it. You're like it just looks like I took a picture of the trees in my backyard. Like it's all it looks like to me. So it's you can get some of those shots, but man, it just doesn't. Lots think, of Utahs like that. Yeah. Um, they're one of their one of their state's mottos or sayings is a uh, you know the world's largest outdoor museum. Mm. And like they're not kidding, man. Um, you know every turn, every corner you take is is something totally different, and the landscape just changes and changes. And you know this landscape was created by the continents crashing together, and this landscape was created by volcanoes, and this landscape was created by volcanoes that were underwater a billion years ago. Like, yeah. It's just so crazy. Painted deserts in Utah? Yeah, it's all right there. No, Painted Desert. Oh, God. Is that Idaho? No. No, no, no. Painted Desert is Arizona, Utah, like right up in there. Near the Four Corners kind of thing. right up in that area. Um, God, yeah, I can't believe. I can't remember exactly where that is. But So some of the other stuff about riding out through there was that's where a lot of the uh, uh, Native American reservations are. And some of those were some of the hardest hit early on by the COVID with, you know, incredibly high mortality rates. Mm. And they were in complete lockdown, and that was eerie because they were just ghost towns, middle of the day. Um, and actually, I do believe that right now is that North Dakota is the hot spot of North America. Both Dakotas are Both in, Dakotas. in some rough shape right now. So they are linking it to you know, Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. Sturgis, yeah. And... The fact that the way those people live is, yeah, yeah, real lack of science, real lack of culture. Um, not lack of culture. That's bigoted. Uh, well, they're so isolated in general that, that they, they think they're insulated from the outside world. That's right. exactly it. It's not yeah. going to. Ha- well, so so what happens is maybe in general they probably would have been fine had there not been a Sturgis motorcycle rally. And isn't that where uh, fucking. Uh, what is that damn Smash Mouth did a fucking concert? Didn't they do a concert there? And a bunch of people contracted COVID. That's yeah, yeah. That's, it was at Sturgis, right? They keep being able to trace all these incredible blowups to you know public meetings. Yeah, everybody getting together and hanging out and saying fuck it, and that's cool and all that. But you know, okay, so it started out with the uh, the massive parties at the Lake of the Ozarks and all that stuff for Fourth of July, and it was. You know, fuck COVID. And I do believe that there were very few cases related to that. So everybody thought they could continue to party like that. It didn't happen to me. Yeah. It didn't COVID happen, parties. Didn't Remember COVID them. parties? I do. I that saw was a, a thing. I, uh, I saw one out at the end of South Millage outside the loop. Jesus, man. Uh, yeah. Like March or April, right before they finally let all the kids go home when the quarantine and stuff first was being enacted. Uh, it was... It was something else. I mean, because it was, I knew it wasn't a normal college party because there were literally like 300 kids just packed into the front yard. Well, yeah, and you've got, what, what's happening is 
their 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 good time is being threatened, right? Like it's like no, we we. We're, we're I didn't. College. I didn't go through four years of high school to not be able to show my ass right. for five years. The, the famous news clip of the kids who went to spring break anyway, and all got COVID, like that. The, the you know, and it's just kind of like, well, I've been we've been planning this forever, and we're just not going to not go. And it's like they go to you know Panama City Beach where Florida is completely shut down, so there's there's no fucking bars open, but they go anyway. So I have noticed in watching, you know, the little bit of public interaction that I've seen is that I haven't figured it out, but I want to know what the correlation it is between men that will hold the door open for a lady and insist that you do the same and men that don't wear masks. Because I have seen a lot of that, like the same guys that. You know, we're going to hold, you know, we're literally going to wait 30 seconds as the woman approaches and then open the door for her. More likely than not, the same kind of guys who, you know, exhibit of gallantry moments ago are now not going to wear that fucking mask because you don't tell them what to do. Mm. Well, even, even, though, probably... even though those social norms dictate that they hold that door for that woman. Yeah. You know, there there might be other correlations too with a, with a percentage of those guys that also would probably follow the girl to her car if she smiled and was nice to him. Ooh, there might be something to that. There might be <laughs> you were just saying, like, we were talking, me, you, and the wife were talking before we got started, and uh, you were you were asking her, I was like, have you had those guys that at the store that tell you you don't need that mask? Want, want, want a man explain to you, again, with their, you know, you top ninth that. grade level education, right, explain right. to you that you don't need that because, well, I, I cut grass for a living, and let me tell you all about how pollination, what, like, get the fuck away from me, bro. Right. You know, shut your mouth, hillbilly. No offense to the hillbillies. Let me see that, your that, degree, sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> and uh, and the truth is, is that being a CNA does not make you a specialist in my book. Like, being a dental hygienist does not make you oh, somebody no. that I want to talk to about this. Um, yeah. I want to talk to the respiratory therapist and folks like that. I talk to them. It's fucking terrifying exactly. in hospitals. They say, "Don't come near me." Because I'm, yeah, don't it, come near me because my job is to, yeah. It's uh, it's rough. I mean, there's people we know that work in the medical field, and I mean, you 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 actually have been you know working close with people that that are in the medical field, and it's not pretty, man. It's having not, a tough time. Um, it's not it's not a glorious uh, it's not a glorious death. It's not a. No, uh, it is not. It is um, not anything that's that is that is feels um, dignified at all. I had my when watching my father die in the hospital. My brother and I kind of made promises to each other that we reaffirmed to each other years later when watching our grandfather waste away and die in a hospital. Right. That we would not allow that to happen to one another. Mm. Um, and it's one thing, you know, I've had multiple heart attacks and shit, and it's one thing if you're in and out of consciousness and mm-hmm. you don't really know what's going on and you die in a hospital. It's another thing to be rolled in having breathing issues and then die over three days basically drowning in mucus. Mm-hmm. Like, that's got to be awful. It's usually the reason why they put you in a coma when you're at that point because it's just kind of like you're just going to suffer for days on end. Easier to let you slip if we, yeah, just put you on morphine and you'll slip a little easier. I mean, like, in, in the just the horror stories that I hear of people having to say goodbye via FaceTime. Because you can't. Because you fucking can't. Yeah, okay. via FaceTime, via cell phone call, via text. So I want to take a second. So when, when the lockdown first happened, one of the big fears was, you know, people are going to fall into depressions. People are going to... 
you know, fall deeper into their addictions and suicide rates are going to go up. And sure enough, weeks into it, I knew maybe a month into it, I knew someone who finally succumbed to their addictions and demons and so heavily OD'd it had to kind of be a suicide. Right. Like It wasn't th- like a oops, I took a little this, too much. Oh, yeah. yeah. This kind of professional, you know, drug addict for years did not just accidentally <clears throat> slap on too many fentanyl patches. Right. right. And uh, while doing excess other cocktails. Mm. Um, and it was one of those things where I really feel that, you know, she, she always felt alone and that, you know, nobody was really there for her and that she wasn't really cared about, which of course was so untrue. Um, but man, she didn't get to have a funeral. Nobody got to say goodbye. Literally nobody. It was right when it happened. Nobody got to say goodbye. It was a blip in the fucking radar, and then it just just happened. Um, and because when you have seen the funerals happen, you just have more outbreaks. You know, mm. people are crying, people are mucusy, right? And you're rubbing faces, yeah. And you're coughing, and you're crying, and you're sneezing, and you're all in those rooms together, and you just you can't. I don't know. You got to separate yourself from that part of humanity that really wants together and you know mourn together yeah you know and, that's, and why, that's why we do it because because we're we're pack animals like well, we want yeah. to share these things and we can't well and that's and that's what you're supposed to do. you're supposed to mourn with your tribe right you're supposed to you're supposed to be with the tribe and like you're and there are so off. many people that are dying that you're telling them goodbye b- via a fucking chinese-owned internet app yeah yeah like, what the fuck man like that's the best we can do and it is the best we can do because motherfuckers can't stop going to bars and restaurants and gyms and churches. Like, well, this lockdown's been going on. Motherfucker, you ain't been on lockdown once, goddammit. Yeah. Like, four days don't equal lockdown, dude. Right, right, right. Um, You know, and it would. If, if we would lock down and do it right. Like some other countries have? I don't know. And again, I'm not a specialist. I don't do this shit for a living. Mm. Kind of used to. Um, you know, Give it a few months. Really lock it down. Stop sending your kids. Stop letting your kids go play with all the other kids at the playground because it's their summer, too. You know, it's just a virus. We don't do this for the flu. Well, you know, I don't know where to start with that argument because, you yeah. know, you're right. It's not the flu. And if the flu killed this many, the flu killed 250,000 people in an right. eight-month period. Well, and on a normal basis, you'd be like, yeah, it's your it's your choice. You know, we like we've talked about on the show several times. Fuck around and find out. Talk shit, get hit. But like, I mean, it's like the seatbelt laws. If you don't wear, want to wear a seatbelt or a helmet while you're riding a motorcycle, have at it, boss. But see now, but this what's isn't different, like that, right? What's different is it could affect other people, and it's that it's that thing that that kind of keeps me grounded because I'm just like, yeah, of course I, I want to go out and do shit. Of course, you know, we've t- we talked about it in the last episode. My my wife's pregnant. You know, there's there's there are certain things that you look forward to when your wife is pregnant, like going and hanging out with family. Fit social norms. What's right. that you're supposed to be doing right now? And instead, we're sitting on your back porch, right? You know, there's a reason we're sitting on the back porch. And this is as good as we can get it. Right. This is yeah. this is absolutely it. You know, and and go home and look at our other loved ones with straight faces and be like, "Hey, we probably didn't infect you today." Yeah. You know, I probably haven't helped further the spread. Mm-hmm. Um. And now that I'm this far into it, like, yeah, I miss hugging people. I hug everybody. Mm-hmm. I haven't hugged people in months and months and months. And I guess seasonal depression is kind of like, you know, building in with that too. But, like, I miss touching people. Yeah. You know, not inappropriately, but I miss being in close groups with other human beings. And like I told you before, like, 
you know, me and the me and the wife have made the decision, hey, we're staying in for Thanksgiving, we're staying in for for Christmas because we've done we have been so careful for so long, it would be just silly to just kind of be like, well, we're just gonna throw it out for this one event. You know what I'm saying? Like and that would be all that carefulness that we've had been we've been doing since March is just thrown out the window. And I know I'm gonna have family that are gonna be pissed at me. You know, I don't think they'll be pissed. I think they'll just be upset that we can't have the normal thing. I like to think that anyway. If anyone's pissed at me, then they can eat my ass. But I know people are going to be upset because we can't have a normal ass holidays. But well, I mean, y'all just took that next step. Where now it's not just you living for you. You now have taken on the responsibility of another human life. And that's exactly what Fagan said last week when I had him on. It's just like it's no longer it's we're your, taking it's the your risk. Call anymore, dude. You know, we we would be taking that risk for someone who doesn't have. A say in it. You Lots know? of people don't have a problem with that. You know, Which is weird because we, we, they have a problem with other things having to do with that. <laughs> I mean, you can point to things as, you know, normal as, you know, indoctrination into religion and circumcision of foreskins and piercing your baby's ears. I mean, you know, and you're doing these things to people that really don't have a choice. Kobe Bryant putting his daughter on a helicopter instead of using the car because that motherfucker don't want to wait in traffic with everyone else. Well, first of all, you live in fucking L.A., the yeah. land of traffic. And the truth is, man, is that people walk away from car crashes all the time. Worst case scenario in a car crash, you die. Best case scenario in a helicopter crash, you don't die and you're just covered in third-degree burns. I mean, Like, you're broken into 50 pieces because the fucking aluminum canopy you were riding in 400 feet above the airplane. Because, again, when airplanes have problems, you can crash land all the time, man. Tom Hanks movies fucking about it. My dad's crash landed a plane before. If you do it long enough, you're eventually going to have a problem in the air. Yep. You know, Eventually, your probability goes to fucking zero. Mm-hmm. Um, you jump out of enough airplanes, eventually your parachute's not going to open properly. Yeah. But when you're in a helicopter, man, like, you don't have a chance. And Kobe was felt invincible enough that he felt that his aura surrounded those around him. And so he killed his fucking kid, and nobody's going to change my mind about that. They could have just as easily died in an automobile accident. You're absolutely right. But they didn't. They plummeted out of the fucking sky in a helicopter because they couldn't wait in traffic. I... It's somebody weird. somebody else's life is your responsibility now. Yeah. You can wait in traffic, man. Like you can put on a mask to go to the fucking grocery store. Yeah. I like, can I can miss a Christmas. I've done it before, you know? I've done it before for less shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I have been like, no, I don't feel like driving five hours from Florida to hang out. I'm just right, gonna yeah, stay I, here. I don't feel like traveling this holiday season. Right. And now we have reasons not to, legitimate reasons too. Mm. Like, even, I mean, even with guys like Chuck Schumer and Schumer saying we got problems, mm. which is how you know it's real. Um, boy, let's talk about that for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Washington's a mess. Uh, yeah, it is. We have a we have cool. a sitting president who very well may be selling state secrets to the highest bidders. Um, he's left the White House, and he's basically going to live in what is it, Mar-a-Lago for the next two months. So has he, he, has could, he officially left? Has he left already or no? That's, I mean, not officially. I've, um, heard, I've heard that, like, once Christmas season hits, he's going to peace out. Oh, he's absolutely that, – that's what the, the thought is, that he will not – they will not return after Christmas. But, 
You know, right now he's got what you know, a hundred Secret Service agents staying nightly in his suites in his hotels as and he's, as he's bilking the American taxpayer. I just I don't get how people don't see that. Like, I mean, the motherfucker didn't pay taxes. He paid more taxes to China than he paid to America, and the only taxes he paid to America was a fucking filing fee. Like. That's the least patriotic guy in the fucking world. And it doesn't bother some It doesn't bother. Uh, it doesn't like, bother the same people that say that they would have served in the military, but they're, you know, in, you know, insert, my sciatic. Exactly. <laughs> insert any fucking excuse you want to hear. My hip is I could, killing me. I would have joined the Marines, but man, if a drill instructor yelled at me, I'd have punched him in the fucking face. Sure, Mr. Mm. T. Yeah, sure. Okay, Chuck mm. Norris. Um, <laughs> even Chuck Norris in the fucking Air Force. Uh, it's... It's strange. Again, the, the people that are screaming for the recounts and stuff are the same ones that would tell you that they're against all tyrants, you know, all enemies, foreign and domestic. Tyranny. Tyranny. But they're literally, like, backing a dude that wants to just throw out the democratic process and just declare himself. I mean, when your best boy Putin is doing things like, oh, God, he just signed that, like, parliamentary decree that you can't ever press charges on any president or former president for Russia. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, and Donald's just mad that he can't do that. Right. Because um, I'm going to assume that there's probably a lot of lawsuits waiting on him. It's going to be interesting to see how that, how, how post-presidency life pans out for him. Um, you know, I've talked to some friends that are like, oh, they, don't, they, they don't like, they don't like Biden either. And like, it's like, look, Nobody likes Biden either. I mean, like that's that's the problem. He wasn't my cho- my choice. He wouldn't have been my choice of choices. But I mean, I'm gonna take the guy who's not the guy fucking things up. The best meme I saw out of all of them, and there were so many good ones to choose from, was just one that said, "All right, Joe, don't fuck this up. We didn't want you either." All right, and that was it. I mean, and it's real simple, dude. I, I God, probably on this show with you, I think I may have said I would never ever vote for Joe Biden, and Donald fucking Trump is so bad. That I voted for Joe Biden and Kami Camille, like, cause whatever, dude. I'll, man, let's see what happens. If, somebody, right. if somebody's gonna grab guns, it might be these two. But again, it's better. It's so much better than the alternative, which is which is unbridled war with Iran, which is literally about to fucking happen because yeah. Israel's gonna do it anyway. Like that's what they're saying is they don't really give a fuck. We're gonna stop the nuclear advancement and armament of Iran, which I get. You got a country that says that if they could, they would wipe you off the face of the earth. And then you see them prepping the recipe right? to do exactly. that such you thing. Know, yeah, yeah, exactly. No shit. I'm going to bake this pizza. I don't give a fuck if you hate pizza. I don't care if you're allergic to gluten. I'm making pizza. And that's what they're doing. And yeah, and 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 I don't know what Donald Trump is going to do with with two months left of being able to hold his finger above the button. They, at what point do they take that button away? At what point are they just kind of like, eh, we need a few more things for you hit this button on your way out the door? Yeah, I'm going to try to keep my Nazi Germany comparisons to a minimum, but the problem is, is you have enough fanatical party members in enough places, mm. like the DOJ, where they were able to force these recounts on people and stuff and other other such shady dealings. Um, yeah, but his his supporters are still the same. They're They're just... Elected official versions of the pussies that aren't ready to fucking actually go to war. Yeah. And that, at that yeah, scale. There's a lot of that. There's a lot at of that. At that scale. 
You know, and then this bullshit with Lindsey Graham. Did you see that? What a piece of shit. Well, what I found most interesting about that was that the comments about Lindsey Graham using, you know, mafia style, you know, uh, tactics to 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 sway certain people yeah. was immediately followed up with Donald Trump tweeting that the mafia swayed the vote for Joe. <laughs> well, and and just so just so anyone knows, because there are people that listen to this show that keep their head in the sand. Uh, bless you, bless, bless yeah. all of you. Yeah, and I'm sorry we're pulling your head out of the sand for this. This, oh God, this show. It's, normally, it's so normally we just here. we're happy go lucky, but this is what I like to talk to Zach about. Um, what happened is Lindsey Graham got on a call with the Secretary of State of Georgia, who's Ra- in Ra- charge. Raffensburger, Raffensburger, yeah, something like that. Who, yeah. God bless the man, he is holding true to his job, right? And he basically it's worse than being an NBA ref, man. Right, like everybody wants to kill this guy. He's he's overlooking the recount. He overlooked the election in the recount here in Georgia, which turned blue um, for the first time since Clinton in '92, I believe. Oh um, no, it was Jimmy Carter. Last time Georgia was blue was Jimmy Carter. I thought I saw that Clinton did it did his it? first term. Oh, I, I thought, think he did barely did his first term. Okay, but um, he so so he's been overseeing this, and he's on a call. With his staff, he had his staffers listening in on it. Lindsey Graham's like, "What if we just made some of the votes disappear?" This is a sitting senator from another state asking our Secretary of State to make some votes disappear, and and all the while Brian Kemp is shitting his pants. <laughs> Brian Kemp is the most uncommittal fucking ass bag i have enjoyed seeing trump you know this week throw him under the train and start bashing him as well that has been that's been nice uh but yeah anyway anyway back to so 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 yeah lindsey graham is is trying to lean on the state of georgia to to find donald trump votes and so they started the recount and they did find 2700 26 27 26 2700 votes that had just been misplaced and so you know that was that was it that was going to be the the tie that swung it, and so it turned out though that barely fifty percent of those votes were even for Trump. Yeah, so it's, it changed nothing. Changed absolutely nothing, and we've wasted more time. And and, and the Secretary of State's already said, "Look, a recount's fine. We'll do a recount, but the the original the original findings, the original results are what's going to be honored." So. You know the recounts there just for edification's sake. Unless there was a gigantic discrepancy, nothing's going to change. And there were no discrepancies. If if anything, Biden's lead has a uh, slightly grown. Yeah, the- I don't. It's been such so weird because I I seem to remember how much when when 2016 happened, how much the other side was told to get over it. You He's lost. your president now. Yeah, yeah. He's your president. A lot of that. We must respect the re- the results. Respect Hillary, the office. Hillary Clinton, of all people, despite despite winning the popular vote and all that good stuff, the day after conceded. If Hillary Clinton is a better loser than you, you your parents failed. Conceded the next day, and then the day after that, Obama had Trump in the White House. Like it, there was none of this bullshit, man. And, in a, and then that, two months later, we should have known was fucking Sarah Palin, Kid Rock, and Ted Nugent right. being the first official visitors to the White House. <laughs> that should have been the clear indicator. Well, he did get three doors down to perform at the oh, inauguration. So right? weird. <laughs> but like, and that's that's the thing, man. It's setting a dangerous precedent. How how much 
how much would people be losing their minds if Obama did the same thing? If Obama did the same thing, there would be meltdowns. There would be real violence. There wouldn't be this feigned violence um, of, you know, small isolated groups showing up merely to incite, you know, some fights and shit. Like, there'd be real violence. Yeah. Like, there'd be like, there. it wouldn't be, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be demonstrations. It wouldn't be the uh, uh, stop the steal. Did you see that today? Good old Alex Jones. <laughs> he was in the, he was in the state capitol here in Georgia and they quote unquote stormed the capitol and they stood on the stairs with no masks on way too close to each other and they listened to Alex Jones spew his fucking weird vitriol garbage vitriol conspiracy theory like, you know, the, the masks are masks are a, are are a fraud. It's not a real thing. So one of my favorite sound bites of Alex Jones is just him going. Uh, so so I'm a little retarded. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Like I can watch that shit on lip. So I'm a little retarded. There's like, well, the there's that one. There's the turn the frogs gay, and then there's the I'll eat your ass. I'll, you're my neighbor. I'll eat, I'll your, eat ass. your ass. So what I worry about is that with okay so. Without Obama, yeah. Without Obama, there would never have been Trump. Yeah, it took it took eight years of a again of a black president. Well, the dude's half white. <laughs> eight years of a black president, and then we wound up with Donald Trump. And now he gave all those ultra nationalists, all those crazy white supremacists, a a voice and a platform from which to speak it. And uh, stand back, stand by. And yeah, with him losing the presidency, like a lot of that will go back on the ground again. If you notice, all those Trump signs disappeared almost overnight. Dude, I have not seen, I have not seen a fucking truck with a Trump. It makes Trump me think that maybe I should be paying attention to Parlor just to make sure I know when the fucking battle call is. But uh, it, 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 it they disappear unless it's some rally you're seeing on TV. We live in a town. Right, where you're not going to drive from point A to point B without seeing at least one. I haven't seen one. They were everywhere. We had it billboards. Was, it the, was the, a fever. I don't remember a single Biden, Camille, you know, maybe there was one in Athens, but there were three or four, like, vote Trump billboards. Big ones. Big ones. In, in, in prominent parts of town. Coming down West Broad. Going, yeah, going toward Peking. That's the, uh, that's a giant. That was the Northeast Georgia Conservative Women's Group. Yeah, the Conservative Women of Northeast Georgia. Uh, one of the women that spoke at one of their rallies and fundraisers for Trump is the uh, reason I am uh, currently banned, probably for life, from Facebook now for uh, repeatedly harassing and bullying <laughs> a, uh, a, a home wrecking, like two or three time home wrecking. Like, absolute philandering piece of shit human being who was also recently involved in a federal investigation into covering up COVID numbers at an old folks' home. Oh, yeah. So, again, like, I mean, shit. I need a button that's like, I'm a fire starter. Twisted fire starter. I mean, you know, <laughs> flies follow the smell of shit, and she is surrounded by flies. Uh, but, yeah, she's the reason. She uh, she did not like me posting her, her personal history. A lot of people, people don't, to man. See. A lot of people don't like it's it's interesting though but like you said it all went underground really really quick really I mean, quick I would like to say I'm above gloating but I absolutely sent so as soon as the election results were coming in there's a picture on the front of Drudge Report and it was Trump crying and it said you're fired 
And I think I sent that to you as well. Yeah, you but did. I sent it to a bunch of people. And some of them I sent it to knowing that it would just turn that knife a little bit. Mm. I didn't get a single reply. No. I didn't. Negative. I didn't get a single negative reply. Um, I didn't talk. I haven't. I didn't talk to some of my family for <clears throat> two weeks. I think I just talked to talked to my dad for the first time a couple of days ago. Like, and I mean, I'm talking about like completely bought it. That's what I've been talking. That's what I've been telling people of like, regardless of what side you're on, man, idolization of politicians is really fucking scary. You know, when I've got a 15 year old niece that has a phone case that says Trump on it. And then her background on her phone is a picture of Trump. Like that is fucking weird to me. That's the level we were at. Remember, remember the kid that did the, the Trump rap Trump rap kid. You remember her? Ah, what is happening? I remember. I don't know what to say. I'm fucking it's speechless so over weird. Here. I, I don't understand how somebody's so unlikable and ugly. I mean, obviously the guy's got all the charisma in the world. Um, but man, that is a really unlikable scumbag, and people are just licking his nasty old nuts. I can't. And, and he wouldn't piss on you to put you on, if you were on fire. Like, yeah, anybody. And the pro- and the thing is, like, I wouldn't. I, I could not see doing that for any leader from either side, like it, ever. You know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't. It just it, it's like no. That's a politician. You elect him. If he does a good job, great. You keep him in. If he doesn't, fucking vote him out. Like, so the man's it. a master of marketing, and we know this. The Trump Tower, the vodkas. You know what? Even though if it fails, anytime something says Trump, you know what it's. You know, you know what it's about. You know who's behind it. Sure. And I think it's just that simple. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it on here before. Like, it's just that simple to sell somebody an iPhone if you get that cute Apple sticker to put on the back of your Forerunner. You know what? You know what would have won him the won him the election? Make America Great Again masks in March. In March of 2020, had he just put out masks and told people to wear them? You know, there's a lot of that. There, there, there's something to that, man. Um, the the suburban housewife vote turned blue almost countrywide, and it was a lot of that scoffing at public safety scoffing at doctors and scientists it's scoffing at the people that keep you sa- that keep your kids safe man that that'll fuck you up cuz if they're telling anything- people to sacrifice yourself for the economy may not sit right with a bunch of moms sits right for it's you know who it sits right for it sits right for the construction the, worker the construction worker it sits right for the the guy who's you know 5 to 10 years away from retirement that I've done my done my shit. Fine, keep the economy going. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't want their they a they don't want their retirement tank. I don't want anyone's retirement to tank. No, but they are at that level of I don't give a fuck. Don't tell me what to do. It's a very generational thing. I mean, think about this stretch. You know, when was the last time that a broad base of Americans were told what to do? And that was World War II. I mean, the Cuban Missile Crisis was something kind of like that. Um, sure. Again, only part of America. Uh, yeah, the Cold War had that. But that's the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know. You're right, no, man, scare. they weren't telling you to stay home. They weren't telling you to, you know, your your toilet paper wasn't disappearing. And that's so weird, too, the it's toilet disappearing paper disappearing again, by again. the way. You realize that? Yeah. Again. Like, it's just kind of... <laughs> How much ass do you have to wipe? <laughs> Bro, if you ain't got running water, I don't know what the fuck you're going to do with toilet paper, man. Here's, here's what's funny to me is 
people aren't shitting any more or less than they were before the pandemic. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people are, but that's because they're going out and getting infected. That's really about it. So I saw an interview. Okay, so there's the the blow up in uh, you know small town America is literally what's on fire right now. All those places that didn't really have COVID three months ago is mm. now just rampant. The middle America. So they were interviewing. I believe this was Vice. Uh, they were interviewing a auto shop owner in Buttfuck, Nebraska, huh. and his his thing was, well, I don't want it, but if I get it, I get it. And they went on to be like, this is the guy that's going to die. You know, like, other than being African-American, like, he checks every single box of somebody that's going to die. Lifetime smoker, bad heart health, you know, diabetic. Like, literally, all these things that are basically coffins or, you know, nails in your coffin at this point. And his refusal to understand his, you know, well, what do you think about it? Well, you know, I, I think that it's bad, but I just don't know. Mm. Well, why don't you go with the people that do know? Well, you know, I just don't trust them. I just don't believe them. I mean, if we've gotten to the point in society where we're not trusting and believing our doctors and scientists, I, man, there can't be much hope. Like, th- this is how the Dark Ages started, y'all. And and, and what, what some people don't seem to understand, and you could even link this to Brad Raffensperger, right, the Secretary of State, like, they don't seem to understand. It's like, that motherfucker doesn't want doesn't want Biden as president either. Like that, you know what? If Pennsylvania and Georgia could have made it, made themselves turn back red, they would they have. Would have legally, they would have. Especially a state with Georgia, where our fucking governor just essentially. I mean, if anybody could have thrown an election, it was that guy. Oh, you mean the guy who's who thrown an one before? Uh, and <laughs> he can't make it happen, man. And you know, his life would have been so much easier. Life would have been so much easier for a vroom vroom click clack. If Trump would have gotten another four years, but instead he's going to have to go to battle with pedophile Joe and comic God, it's so weird. I voted for that guy. It's I voted for that guy after watching one of those twelve minute clips of him just inappropriately touching person after person after person after person after person, and it was really difficult to watch. Um, and I still felt better about voting for that guy. Because I can't argue the dude's creepy as fuck, man. I would yeah. absolutely not leave my loved female. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck in a room alone. Like, that dude will grope her in front of an audience of thousands. Well, and, and the thing about it is, like, He's how bad option. do you have to, how bad do you have to fuck up? Like, it's obviously pretty bad because obviously the, the election was very close. Comparatively, right? There's no way the numbers are changing now. But the, re- the, the, the election was hyper close closer than any other election probably and more votes than than before in in US history Biden set the record most votes ever received by a single person and here's the thing man feel how you want to feel about him it was it's so hard to lose as an incumbent it's so hard to lose as an incumbent you're almost guaranteed a second term you're almost you really have to fuck up and and people don't want to come to grips with the fact that he fucked up and he just took his shit talking who, who didn't was, he alienate who didn't he talk shit about what group did he not go after i mean cuz he's cuz he's awful cuz he you know moms that stay home with their kids aren't part of the work you know he he went after everybody he literally alienated everybody at one point or another it's like watching south park you watch it long enough they're going to get to you 
And yeah, except and, South Park isn't politicians, and they sure as shit aren't running the you know the leader of the free world. Well, even even as simple even as simple as that, right? He could have still done all that, and all he really needed to do was respond to the pandemic in a fucking positive way. That and maybe just say, "Hey, racists are dickheads." <laughs> so I refuse to watch the uh, the debates. I hate both. I didn't, those guys. I didn't watch either one. But it was being watched, and I overheard them coming up on the white supremacy thing. And so I started paying attention, and when Trump just refused to denounce white supremacists and, you know, alt-right hate groups and all that, and instead immediately pointed a finger at Antifa, like, didn't we have a war about this already? Like, I swear to God, my grandparents went to war over ideals just like this like just like this i mean in my in my opinion that was where he could have probably won oh he could have won the, the election. election right there he could have salvaged it he all could. he had to do is say look you know i i denounce white supremacy like that's all he had to say cuz those motherfuckers still were going to vote for him they weren't going to vote for biden the people that voted for Trump are always, always going to vote for Donald Trump. Something, something, standing in Fifth Avenue shooting people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, they're just, there is, you know, the, but the people who were on the fence for some fucking reason, um, they, they swung the other way. And, and here's where, here's what pisses me off is like, you know, say rigged all you want. If it was truly rigged in these states that are, that are being contested, wouldn't the, wouldn't the Senate power have swung? Wouldn't the congressional power have swung a lot more? If you were really changing votes, it it would have been more yeah, it would yeah. Be more than the senators and the congressmen and women yeah. that were <sighs> Chris has got a theory. She's like she's like she's like, look, I don't think anything was altered, but it's kinda like cheating on a test. You don't want to get every question right, right? But like I was like, No, people are too greedy. If someone was actually had the power to change votes, they would have changed all the way down the board and it would have looked weird. You just have enough people that are just sick of having to wake up and be like, what fucking now? I know some people that work in the White House um, that work has been, have been working for Trump's administration ever since the beginning, and they despise the man. Um, and I would probably guess that they did not vote for him, even though in past elections I would almost have guaranteed they voted Republican. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they did uh, – Couple of them have caught COVID a few times being in the White House. From the White House. Oh yeah. Uh the Rose Garden Massacre they called it. Right? <laughs> Too bad I hadn't killed more man, that's awful to say, but whatever, dude. Fuck all those old people. But, I mean we're killing like Grammy and Grampy when we should have been killing like what, Steve Christie, those guys? Chris Christie, yeah. Chris Christie, like I mean, feel you know, feel how you want to feel about that. Like and I don't want anybody to think like Oh, it wouldn't have mattered who was on the ticket. You know, you would have voted this way. It's like I'm no. not wishing death on anyone, but I would have totally traded Kanye for David Bowie. That's you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like instead of taking grandma, maybe we could have taken some congressman from New Jersey or something like that. I mean, it's it's interesting, man, cuz I I don't know. I don't like I really don't like the extremes of either side. I'm not a fan. I know you're not. Because you it like it's part of the reason why you stay in trouble on the internet is the fact that you're just kind of like, well, here's where that's bullshit. 
here's where here's where if you could find me a fiscal conservative who truly believed in women's rights and an individual's right to choose for themselves period like you'd get my vote man every time like fiscal conservative that can keep his nose out of other people's business okay i can do that really all i want and i don't know why that's so hard to find I don't know why it's either, you know, it's literally one or the other because of our current, you know, the two-party system, which was another issue that was run into with this election is, you know, was it Joe Jorgensen? You know, some people were like, that's what I'm going to vote for. And I was like, why? I don't even know who that is. Four years ago, that might have been great. Eight years ago, that might have been great. But in this one, any vote not for Joe Biden was going to be a vote for Trump, which is what such an awful setup about this election. Well, it's an awful setup about our politics in general system like you Our, know the choices we get which is why the 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 prelims and stuff like it's people should pay more attention yeah the yeah and and the thing about it is i'm guilty of that too it's it's tough well there's a lot i mean because if you if you want to truly pay attention you don't stop right i mean we've been you know we came out of 2016 went right into 2018 with the with the uh you know the midterms um, not a ton happened there, but it's important to pay attention to. But again, that's something else to take you away from. You know, maybe I got kids at home. Maybe I got a job I'm doing. Maybe I've got all this other shit I'm worried about. Last thing I want to do is be like, what the fuck is this county coroner's politics? You know what I'm saying? It's tough, right? Um, it doesn't matter until it does. And a lot of times then it's too late. It's too late to get a choice you want. Mm-hmm. And instead you're left with the whichever choice had the most money behind him. Whoever had the most ad time. And man, did they spend a lot! I, I put some oh, pictures except up. for New York guy uh, Bloomberg. Bloomberg, man, he could have solved fucking world hunger. I like, mean, straight up, he could have fixed it. A couple, instead, a couple of those politicians could have done the Dolly Parton route and helped some people out. You know what I'm saying? You could have, you could have helped a person or two out. Um, dude, the I, I don't know about your house, but my house received so much fucking mail. Like daily stacks of it, daily four or five flyers every I, single day. I was throwing it all away until about October 6th. I was like, you know what? I'm keeping all of it and I'm going to lay it out at the end. And I did. And I took a picture. I put it on Twitter and it just, it filled the floor in the, in, in the so kitchen. So many dead trees. So many dead trees just for. Dude, they spent so much money. Well, and mailers, here's the thing. So they much had, money. It was, it was, I was, I was talking to Chris about this. I was like, how is it so different? Like, cause I feel like we never got this much mail, but I, I, I think thinking about it, I was like, I was like, it was a pandemic, so you don't get to have the, ra- the the amount of rallies you could before. So where does that? Where do you divert that money to? Shit that gets in front of people's faces, right? So it, it's mailers, dude. I called I called the Georgia GOP three or four times, and no one ever picked up. By the way, it was always it was always a machine. But I was like, look, this is my name, this is my address. Stop sending me shit, and it never stopped. You're wasting a penny every time something hits my doorstep, man. Like, yeah. Uh, and and just the people, the people knocking like it was way more this year. People knocking on your door, and it's like it's a pandemic. I'm not opening my door. I don't know you. Had a bad run in with a uh, a census worker. Oh yeah, I had already completed the census and it had already been uh, mailed off, and then I moved. So again, I've already completed the census though, and the census worker came up to the door and knocked, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> and they're like, I'm a I'm a government employee, and I was like. Eh. Not really. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not technically, but but no. And it was you know you have to open the door, and I, I ain't got to do a goddamn thing. I believe was my response. 
And then I, you know, since it's working, I was like, okay, okay. Damn, I already filled it out. Go away. And the census worker then hit my trash cans backing out of the driveway, like knocked them into the road, and then just like took off. So as I'm out there picking it up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to file a complaint. File a complaint against the census worker. They informed the census worker, and then the census worker's complaint about me apparently was, I chased her from my house hurling insults, profanities, and throwing rocks at her. And I was like, ma'am, I got to assure you, I didn't open the door. <laughs> I am fully capable yeah. of that, oh. but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and the distance from my front door to the road, like, I would have pelted that car with rocks. Like, right. She'd have damage, but I can assure you I did. I just want you to know that she hit my trash cans, <laughs> like, much, which, which I thought was very unprofessional, yeah. which was all that I was trying to say. But, uh, yeah. Much like a fart that I'm proud of, I would have completely claimed that. But like, fuck yeah. Man. But I didn't, do yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't do it. You know what? I should have had my flaming, you know, my flaming torch and my pitchfork and absolutely chase that bitch <laughs> off my property. But I didn't because I really didn't want to open my door to a stranger. <laughs> all right, man. I got a piss. Grab yourself a ciggy. All right. I'll, uh, we'll be right back. It's Lopez Radio. <clears throat> there you go. Crack another one. Crack another one, baby. Um, well, we're back, and you know, I know a lot of people don't tune into this show for for the doom and gloom. But I mean, like I said earlier, this one I love having Zach on for because I feel like I can go into a realm that I don't go into often. I usually just use this to, like you guys do out there, bury your head in the sand. Um, but you know. It's just what's going on, right? And it's it's just something that it's really hard to ignore it if you're doing any kind of paying attention. Um, and you know, I, I don't think it's going to be a you know perfect years. You know, it's not going to be perfect years coming out of a Trump presidency. It's not going to be perfect years ever, probably again. But you got to start somewhere. Um, and, uh, by God, the city, the, uh, the city, the state of Oregon is, uh, leading the way, leading the charge. Um, something that kind of, uh, you know, in my, in my opinion, it was talked about, but it kind of flew under the radar is the fact that they decriminalized all drugs, all hard drugs, all of it. What? I was like, what? I didn't even know it was on their ballot because there's so much talk about this one guy, you know, these two guys that are going for this one position, um, it seems like the West Coast, California, Washington, uh, and Oregon have kind of been the ones leading the charge in getting marijuana legalized. Uh, I know now psilocybin is is legal to be medically uh, handed out. I know Canada actually just did the psilocybin thing where if you've got depression, if you've got PTSD, you can get treatment via microdosing on psilocybin. Um Man, the war on drugs is looks like it's it's reaching its end, and be us being in Georgia, I think we'll be the last to to feel feel that. But it, once it goes federal, I don't think there's any stopping. Which hopefully will be one of the first things that Joe actually does undertake is just decriminalizing drugs on a federal level because it's you know been proven with the the recreational sales and taxation of marijuana that. Man, there's a lot of money to be made. Think about how many of your police problems go away. You empty the jails from all those petty drug crimes, all those nonviolent offenders mm. that truly would do much better to have you know therapy or rehab or 
community service than sitting in a jail cell, man. Like no, nothing's to be gained from anybody that's got any sort of, you know, mental illness or addiction problem. Right. Going to jail is just going to make it worse. Mm. Uh, and if cops aren't having to respond to kids, you know, God, it's part of like defunding police too. Um, if they're not so worried about busting kids for getting high or, you know, again, I'm not, not for drunk driving or, you know, driving under the influence of any kind, but yeah, that can still be illegal. I'm okay with that. That can still be illegal. Um, you know, and being, you know, sky high on cocaine while you're, you know, doing your job as a crane operator should also still be illegal. Right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm prescribed muscle relaxers cause you know, my back's twisted up sometimes and, you know, sometimes it goes into spasms and man, you know, one, if my back's really fucking up, I'm probably not driving anyway. But, yeah, dude, if I'm taking my pills, I probably shouldn't be driving a car. Mm. Um, but it's such a start. The, the, I mean, the decriminalization of, you know, misdemeanor amounts of heroin, cocaine, and speed, meth. Uh, I think it really changed the job of law enforcement in those areas going forward. Well, they can focus on things that, that are really important. Well, you know, usually, usually, um, yeah, you, I'm not saying nobody gets harmed by someone being addicted because, because uh, you know, somebody in your life or, you know, or know somebody that, that has somebody in their life that is being affected by addiction. Everybody does, but everybody but does anybody who's in that situation, whether they're the, the person that's addicted or watching the people they love that are addicted, they know that putting that person in jail is not, is not curbing that, you know what I'm saying? You don't treat addiction with incarceration. That's not because what do they? Who do they meet? Other oh, addicts. They become worse. They meet other criminals. You know. You they know, learn new ways. You know that uh, that line from uh, from Blow about you know I went in with a misdemeanor in marijuana and I came out with a doctorate in cocaine. Yeah. Like it's again, you take nonviolent guys and you throw them into a world where they have to become violent to survive. And that doesn't work if you're trying to release that same person in three to four years. Yeah. Well, they also turn into someone that now knows they can, maybe they, they just they just started learning some things that they didn't know before. Now they're like, oh, I can make way more money pushing this other shit. If you're already branded as a fucking drug felon, you're not getting any good jobs anyway, why would you try to go straight? I mean, the best thing you're ever going to be able to be is a fucking painter. Right. I mean, like, seriously, it's, there's, once you've got that tag, once you've been branded with that, there's not much awaiting you. Um. And again, we do away with a lot of that. Uh, I, I knew a guy from years ago here in Athens that was a, was a felon at you know his, in his early twenties for getting pulled over. On, I think I've told the story: getting pulled over on three sixteen with a taillight out and like a pound of pot in his trunk. Like, yeah, imagine? man, real bad fucking move, real bad fucking move. But should you really be a felon for marijuana? Very unsavory. <laughs> yeah, not not a bright move, especially in the early '90s in Georgia. Like that yeah. wasn't a good move, bro. But uh, no, nah, man, you shouldn't be a felon. Yeah, you know, you sh- we, we you should not restrict somebody's future so much for a truly a victimless crime. Now, somebody gets sky high on meth and shoots up a gas station. Totally different. Mm. Guy passed out in his car in the gas station, like. What the fuck good is sending that guy to jail going to do? And nothing. And and that's the thing. is just kind of Teach like, him to try and make it home next time instead of pull over and go to sleep? Yeah. And and look, decriminalization doesn't mean, oh, they can just do whatever they want. It means 
No, well, maybe it's like a, now it's like a little bit of a fine slap on the wrist. Get you a little help. Now you have to go to a couple of counseling sessions. Much like defunding the police does not mean doing away with the police. Right. It they could have done a better verbiage to that. <laughs> there, there could have been a better verbiage. Well, I mean, they've you know, Republicans have been defunding schools for years, and we still have them. Mm. Imagine that. Uh, it, That's one person I'm like, I'm glad that motherfucker's going to be gone. Betsy DuVos. No, I've heard that numerous times. Go fuck yourself, yep. lady. That is one of the biggest wins for America. Oh, fuck yourself. (laughs) So I didn't know this beforehand, but she bought her position. I think a lot of people bought their positions. I did not know that Betsy has never been a teacher or even like associated with education in any way, but she was such a big donor that they gave her the position of the Secretary of Education. Can you imagine? I th- and I, you know what? I think. I mean, that it that, sounds like Afghanistan or something like that. It sounds like what happens in third world countries where and people I, just and buy their positions. Right. And I think that'll be the big difference here is like, look, yeah, most people aren't thrilled about Biden, but here's what I am confident. He's going to put a bunch of people in place that are going to know what they're doing, hopefully, and do their jobs. And yeah, maybe he owes them some favors, but... I can't imagine he's going to just be like, hey, you're my pal from back in the day. Why don't you uh, run the EPA for me? I mean, having somebody give prayers in the Rose Garden that's including, like, witchcraft and voodoo. Like, hopefully <laughs> you ever we don't have wick- that You ever been to forward? a Wiccan wedding, by the way? No, I have not. <laughs> I might be. I'm probably missing out. I haven't been to that many weddings. And, boy, I mean, yeah, my, my, my lifestyle the past few years is definitely uh, – <laughs> <laughs> limited the amount of wedding invitations I've received. In fact, I've recently had some good friends get married, and I didn't find out till after the fact. Oh shit! <laughs> they, <laughs> you and Chris and a few of my other friends, you guys are the exception to the rule. And it's like I do know people that are happily married. I do. I can I can point at you know a good handful of y'all. Yeah. But I also know a bunch of people that are unhappily married and a bunch of people that seemed like a lot of marriages have happened since the plague has started. Yeah. Yeah. A lot I mean, of people have run out and decided to start families and, you know, be like, hey, we just started dating three months ago. Let's get married. Um, I, guess, I guess a pandemic, though, is a good test because you are cooped up for an inordinate amount of time. But at the same time, I think just as many people are realizing, I can't live with this motherfucker. And they've already been married. <laughs> There's a lot of that going on too. And now you got the government involved in your relationship, so I can't I can't live with this motherfucker. That's that, that would have to be awful. I I would guess too that also like the dorm situations are really tense right now. Yeah, can you imagine being being in a dorm and having <laughs> a roommate that doesn't give a fuck and goes out and parties every night and they're sharing the same space with you? Oh my god. And you paid for it. And you paid thousands and thousands of dollars to live in that room. I've paid for this hell. Echo, 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 echo. We were talking about that earlier, though. Like, you know, I'm not going to wait. This is my time to play. It's like the fraternities and the sororities, man. You didn't pay $20,000 on top of tuition to sit in your room and not play and not try and breed and not do drugs. There's an interesting article that I was reading about the other day that was talking about how what the pandemic has done is made has made parents and students, college students, realize that the education that you gain alone, because you can still get that, 
is not worth the price tag without the experiences you get in those four years, like going out, learning a town, you know, going to parties, hanging out with people, meeting people like they're realizing, oh, so just this piece of paper and what jobs are available to me when I pop out of the other side of the tunnel? Oh, it's not worth it. Um, actually, things were heading that direction anyway before the pandemic because enrollment has started to tip down because people are realizing, oh, I don't need to go to... Because, I mean, there is some... There's a huge amount. Like, it's like, like 60, 50, 60% of people who start college don't finish, right? That's very true. So it's like... It's made, people have started to realize, well, rather than waste this money right away out of high school, why don't I wait and see what the world has to offer, maybe bump around for four or five years? And then if I still want to do something that requires me to go to college, I go to college. A lot of people have used this, though, as an excuse to go to college and a way to try to find you know, financial aid and funding. You smart. have a whole lot of that. Um, it's very smart. And a lot of the uh, – who was it? So Georgia – UGA is now the fourth largest university in the state, and Georgia Tech's number three, and Kennesaw's number two, and I believe Georgia, no, Georgia State's number one, I believe now. Which is wild. But it's because they're including all of the online students, and there are so, and that, that has just exploded so much that, I mean, it's a business. It, it is a business, and the education business is booming right now, but... The failure is in the fact that nobody's taking. I mean, you know, you're letting kids graduate high school after taking only a physical science. You can't balance your checkbook. You don't understand credit. How, how viruses work. You don't understand credit. You, which credit's fucked anyway. Even if you understand it, you can't write in the proper English language because all the shorthand is now so fucked up. I, I don't recognize most of it. It's. I mean, education is failing miserably. As is evidenced by the people of Walmart trying to take control of this country and succeeding you know someone someone put it pointed out to me today i was talking to her and um i was kind of like man things are so crazy so so basically she she's a big she's a big fan of how ridiculous alex jones is not a fan of alex jones just a fan of the ridiculousness that comes out Watching of him. the train wreck I, right i understand that and so i was like oh did you see your boy stormed the quote unquote stormed the capital today blah 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 and she's like, oh, my God. So we just kind of got into discussions. The first time I talked to her since the election, I was like, I can't believe, you know, whatever. She goes, yeah, well, I'm not a fan of Biden. I'm not a fan of Trump. It's just it's kind of whatever. But I don't know. Like she was kind of I'm kind of losing track of where I was going with that. What were we? Fuck. I just threw us both off. Dude. <laughs> Just about to bring up that, uh, yeah, so tonight is the NBA draft mm-hmm. and sports, organized sports are falling apart because of COVID. Uh, the college football season, which is, you know, only happening because of the billions and billions and billions of dollars, you know, invested in it and, and resulting from the playing of the games. So you've had Georgia, uh, you know, called off their game last weekend because of all the COVID tests with, uh, University of Missouri. Mm. You had, I believe it was the Big Ten or one of the major conferences is only two or three games into the season, while the SEC is, you know, eight games into the season, and that there's really just no way there's ever going to be a national title game or any of that shit. Um, 
And it's so at this point, you know, I've heard it on the talk shows is, you know, what are they playing for? You know, is it to get some kids some film time? So, you know, because you know, maybe the NFL is still happening next year, stuff like that. But the truth is, is, I mean, other than the ad revenue on TV, because you're not really selling out stadiums anymore. Mm. Well, the TV deals are worth so much money. So much money. So, again, they're having to, they're having to play them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I, honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I think that's the only reason why the season happened this year. It's got to fulfill I mean, those contracts for TV. There's TV, the the Big Ten Network and the SEC Network. I mean, that is hundreds, ABC, hundreds ESPN, of millions of dollars. Oh, yes. Oh, there's and, so much money. There are multi-year deals in place that are like, no, you have to play this many games on TV or you don't get your money. That's the pressure right there. It ha- I mean, it's only about the money. Um, And you saw, you've seen a lot of, you know, college football uh Keeping it local, Jamie Newman, the grad transfer from Wake Forest, which probably tells you he's not exactly an idiot, mm-hmm. playing quarterback at Wake Forest, uh, and the fact that he's a grad transfer after four years, and then he immediately elected to skip the season. Mm-hmm. Um, there were two of the more uh, prominent NFL offensive linemen, and God, maybe it was Marshall Yanda and maybe and one of the other guys from the Chiefs, but both these guys were like either had doctorate degrees or were working on their doctorate degrees, and both of them can't, you know, called out of the season before training camps even commenced. They're like, no, no, not not worth it. No, and it's not. Like, honestly, an NFL career is such a gamble anyway. Like, A, you want, you want a little bit of a lottery to get drafted. B, you got to win another lottery to get a good starting or even second string position, right, to get paid well. Well, that's like, the whole thing. In order to really get paid, you got to make it to a second contract. Absolutely, and that means three to four years, and the average life expectancy is you know two point three years or something like that's that. That's if you can dodge all the fucking injuries. That's if you can stay up to snuff while you're going up against people who are younger than you constantly coming in. Don't get caught on Instagram juggling no girls' titties at Mardi Gras. I mean, there, yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole lot. Wait of till that second contract to juggle those titties. I mean, Jameis Winston. God, yeah. what a fucking dumbass. Well, Jameis Winston is uh, so he got cut by the Bucks because so last year he became the first quarterback in NFL history to throw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions. Oof! So the Saints in the off season signed him for like the veteran minimum, which is like I mean eight nine hundred thousand dollars a year, I do believe. And Drew Brees just fractured a bunch of ribs and collapsed lung, so Jameis Winston is about to be the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I mean, and that's the thing is he might play himself if he plays well enough. You know, even a good backup in the NFL makes millions of dollars. Life finds a way, dude. Right? Like life. That finds guy a way. has just old fucking crab legs has stuck it around, and he's still here, and and he's enough of an athlete. That, man, dude, that guy might still make another thirty fucking million dollars. Well, the age old example, Mike Vick. Mike Vick. I mean that. Test of Verde. If Mike Vick <laughs> couldn't run a four three seven, like he would have, he would have disappeared. Yeah. You know, it was so when Ray Rice knocked out his fiance. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the Colin Kaepernick thing. People fail to realize that the, both those guys were already on their way out, and right. that's why their teams got rid of them. Mm. You know, if Ray Rice could have still carried the rock, knocking out his girlfriend wouldn't have fucking mattered. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's an out on the contract. Uh, Kareem Hunt, the running back for the Chiefs now that was with the Browns but beat that girl's ass in that Las Vegas hotel. 
because he can still run still in the NFL. Well, I mean, and, and think about, you know, even people who have stood the test of time. How many times did Favre come back? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, what, one of those, what, what's one of his comebacks after the dick pics? After the after dick After the dick pics? The Minnesota Vikings. To, to the FSU chick. Old Mushroom Boy was out there. That was a weird penis, man. It was like Mark Wahlberg's dick in Boogie Nights. She's like, man, there's something not right. It looked like a prosthetic. It looked like, what were those things, those amoebas they showed us in science? <laughs> it looked like it looked like when you drew an amoeba in science. <laughs> I mean, I'm just hoping there's either a skin disorder or some lighting issues, but boy, that was I'm not. Uh, that I'm was hoping weird. It's, I'm hoping it's as weird as it looks. <laughs> Oh, God. And I do believe he's still married to that wife. I mean, God. So uh, I want to jump back to Kobe real quick. So Vanessa Bryant, who, of course, you know, Kobe bought her that massive ring after having sex with that hotel worker. Uh. Um, so Vanessa has recently, I believe, it's either her mother or Kobe's mother. She is kicked out of the mansion Ooh. and, like, disowned. Yeah, so, like, she's... She's trying to circle the wagons and make sure that none of that, because there's not going to be much more money coming in to the Mamba family after that. There's a lot of money that's there. That's but a lot gonna... of money that's there. But, yeah, it's the trickles. It's going to yeah, slow to a trickle, I guess, and she's trying to circle the wagons. It's interesting what money does to people concerning family. I mean, yeah. I mean, no, seen, I don't know personal that... histories or anything. Yeah. But like, to, to be kicking out, you know, your own family or an in-law – it's kind of weird, man. Money does some wild shit. Um, I mean, just even on the smaller levels. Like, we know people that have had skirmishes with siblings over inheritance. You know, that have had, you know, or, you know, aunts and uncles that have had skirmishes over inheritance. It does weird shit to people. And it's kind of like, it's, what's weird is it's so temporary. You know, it's so. What is that money going to buy you? Like, a boat? You can buy another car. Yeah. It's, you, Can't drive them both at the same time. You're going to, you know, you're going to split your family down the middle, squabbling over thousands of dollars that are going to be gone in a year or two. If that. It's, I mean, it's odd. Yeah. When, when, when my father died and my my stepmother was able to, uh, again, for legal reasons, for, you know, for his last will and testament not being properly adjudicated and shit like that, like it all reverted to her because Georgia state law. It goes to the spouse, even though they'd only been married for, I believe it was just like less than a year. Um, but my brother and I didn't fight it that much. It was just, you know, whatever. Let her have it. And uh, so she got, I don't know, close to a quarter of a million dollars. And it was all gone in like two years. Like all of it. Jesus. Like, yeah. Mm. It's, it's interesting because people just... I don't know, man. Like, it, it doesn't take much, right, to be like, oh, this could change my life. And, like, it just, it, like, you, you don't want, you want to be like, you want to grab and be like, no, it won't. It's you're only going to change your life if, if you change those habits. Just adding right. money to it doesn't mean you're actually going to change. Like, you have to change the habits of why you didn't have any money in order for that money to stick around. Right. The habits become easier <laughs> for a little while. If you're bad with money and you fall into money, you just buy more bullshit. Yeah, like the money's not going to last. We're watching a lot of that. You know, one of the you know favorite taglines of this show is "Follow the money," and 
so many of these problems and issues can be traced back to that. You know, companies getting bailouts and then still declaring bankruptcy years later, only to get more bailouts when you find out that the board of directors just gave themselves a 30% raise right before they declared bankruptcy. Right. You know, finding out that, oh, what was it? The fucking CEO of Pfizer sold $15 million in stocks the night before they announced the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Or, hey, let's bring it local. Kelly Leffler. I was gonna say selling off was that the selling off the Lululemon stocks to that was uh well I'm no I'm thinking about Kelly Leffler Loffler Leffler Loffler whatever how you say her name but she was a party to some uh some pandemic shit before the pandemic was a thing and sold a fuck ton of stock before the stock market crashed. I thought that was yeah, I thought that was who sold like eight million dollars of their Lululemon and bought like Johnson and Johnson stock with yeah, it or something, something like that. Like that. Yeah, yeah, something. She made some crazy amount of money and then got reelected. Mm. She's the QAnon bitch, right? No, you're thinking about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's <laughs> that's that Rome area. That's that Rome, Georgia area. Shit, man. That's a rough area. <laughs> that's where my family's from. It's also where uh, Trump left some people in the cold when he did his rally. Remember that well, shit? Well, there was like two or three of those. There was, there was like three of people suffering from <laughs> hypothermia, getting frostbite. <laughs> Which is a perfect example of expecting your government to take care of you. Like that is what happens. You literally get left in the cold. But they don't want handouts. Maybe they were proud enough to be like, "Well, I didn't take a handout. I may have lost this finger, but I didn't take handouts." <laughs> so the same people that you know have been spending four years, you know, oh, you need a safe space. Oh, you need you know corner to go cry in. Boy, it all it all changed rather quickly, um, overnight almost. The lots of sore losers. I mean, I guess people just mimicking their their their, their leader in charge. But boy, what's funny to me is, that, and we kind of started off the after the break talking about the decriminalization of mar- of uh, just drugs in general, right? I can't think of one person that would have a problem that I know that would have a problem with marijuana being legal in my family. Man, I can't really think of anyone now. Um, not anyone that has a remotely decent level of education. Yeah, uh, you talked to you talked to Banshee. Banshee's like the only thing stopping it from happening in Georgia, and in probably most southeastern states is sheriff's unions. Sheriff unions and the hold big tobacco has. Mm. Even though a lot of tobacco has sort of to delve into the you know the, the the cannabis culture, they got the money to do it. I don't know why they haven't. I guess they just they want the time. They they want the time. Give us a little time so we can set it up to where you can buy a pack of Marlboro Greens, right? You know, I mean, it is. It's coming. Um, there, there's too much money to be made in, in the taxes off of it alone. The fact that you can, you know, you normally have a 7 8% sales tax. Well, when you buy marijuana, it's a 27% sales tax. You All know, the money. 35% sales tax. You go to Boston, it's like 60 Yeah. I think, uh, so, so the only states I've been to, all right, so I've been to California, and when, when when I went, well, the first time I went, the only time I've bought marijuana there is is right. They had already decrim not decriminalized. They've already uh, made uh, rec legal, but it hadn't gone into effect yet. So I still had to get one of those. Like, I talked to a doctor on Skype. Cards. <laughs> yep, yep. It was a piece of paper, and I walked in with it, and it was that was the first place I ever bought marijuana legally, and it and it blew my mind because I was like, so wait, I just walk in and I just talk to this person. And they're like, oh, yeah, if you want to feel like this, this is the three things you want, um, which is fucking crazy. Um, it's like an adult candy store. store. Yeah. It's, 
And the next time I went, the next two times I went to California, it was it was rec legal, so it didn't matter. You just had to be of age. Um, I've been to Cal- uh, Colorado, and uh, I've been to Vegas. I, we were in Vegas uh, the weekend it became rec legal in Vegas. Uh, and I had then, a trip to Vegas that was canceled because of the quarantine and all that, but I was very much looking forward to <laughs> just shutting to the blinds. We, I mean, the fa- as soon as they were like, "Yeah, man, recreational pot," I was like, "Oh lord." Let's let's go back to Vegas. Here's how wild it was. So so it was for UFC Fight Weekend because I was going. I, this was back when I was going to Fight Weeks in July. Um, it was it was UFC Fight Week. It was the first weekend that pot was legal. We went to a dispensary. Um, we stocked up. Oh, of course we stocked up. And we come outside and the news is out there. Like, hey, can we interview you? <laughs> and I was like, I was like. Huh. Fuck no. Yeah, I wonder what my employer would think about this. Huh. No, because chances are it would go viral and then I'm there, you know? So I was like, no, no way. But so I was there for that. Um, I've been to Portland. Um, and it's just, it's so wild because you grow up like we grow, like we grew up, right? We're and, at best, it's hidden. Yeah. And even as a kid getting in trouble for buying weed from a friend of mine, and then my parents found it, right? So it's it's just weird because people are just like, no, it's fine. You know, as long as you're not like smoking it and blowing it in people's faces, you know, go home, smoke that shit. And it's just wild to me that places can, in, in the same country, can be so far ahead of other places in the same exact country. And just being like, mm, we need to like in the South. It's we need to save face for our voters. I still think Florida is going to be the first one in the Southeast. Well, I mean, they've already got the medical marijuana done down there. Even though theirs is weird because the doctor literally decides how you need to be dosed. Yeah. So you've got it's it's they're not doing it right. Um, there's just too much money. There's too much money. There's not enough crime. Um, it was, you know, years ago when Oconee County finally let alcohol back in after 30, 40 years of it. And yeah. there was absolutely no increase in crime, like zero increase in crime, but a massive increase in income. Matt, uh, you know, a little background for, for me and Zach here. We grew up in Oconee County where... Dry. It was a dry county for the longest time until Publix wanted to come and set up. Publix changed everything, right? So because they, with Publix came the other chain restaurants and beer and wine was not good enough. In order to get the true change, you had to be able to serve liquor. But and even, I think they're still waiting on the liquor to pass. I think everything is still beer and wine. I was about to say even before liquor. No, actually, liquor's good. Um, you can you can uh, you can get margaritas at the Mexican restaurant and all that stuff. Like you can do that. I believe the margaritas are margarita mix, though. I believe they're pre-mix. Are they? There's like again, there's stupid ATF regulations. So so here here's the deal like if you go into our into our little hometown where we went to school right you'll notice that the Publix is way the fuck off the road like oddly off the road for a for a it's got a giant parking lot for a uh, grocery store the reason being you had to be like a certain amount of feet away from the road from and, the schools and it was at a big cross there section there's a school across one across, across street. one street and a church cattywampus across it so they literally had to be just far enough away from the school and no shit their front door or whatever is like 5 feet yeah 
you have to you have to pull you pull into the parking lot and you drive a quarter of a mile to the to get to all the, the way back to the Publix. Yep, <laughs> it's so weird, man. And yeah, it's because like, school kids are walking into fucking Publix to buy a you know some some box wine at three thirty. What? That's not happening. No, that's that's for mommy. That's mommy juice. That's mommy juice. And odds are, especially in that in that area, somebody you know is there. Or somebody your parents know works there, and so there's no way you're getting away with it as a kid, right? I mean, I stopped going to that Publix as an adult because I could not go without seeing somebody I knew. It's still it's still that way. I'm sure it is. It's <laughs> still that way. It hasn't hasn't changed. Um, but yeah, dude, like in in Georgia in itself, you couldn't buy alcohol on a Sunday for until what five years ago, six yeah, years ago, pretty recently. It wasn't that long ago, man. And even then, it was county by county and city by city. City ordinances allow it or not. You could still buy hard liquor to drink by the by the drink at a restaurant. So why don't you have a few drinks at your Olive Garden and then drive home rather than buy something at a liquor store, take it home, and get drunk there? Well, I mean, forever, that was kind of the thing in Oconee was that all that tax money is driving 15 minutes away to Athens. Yeah, all those alcohol sales are literally just driving across the bridge. They're still getting made. They're still getting their booze. The people are still drinking. Yeah, and your county is missing out on you know, perhaps millions of dollars in taxable income every year. Yeah, I mean, so to circle back around, it's the same way with with marijuana. I'm not saying they're going to maybe psilocybin comes around at some point. They're not going to ever be like, oh yeah, come to the heroin dispensary, but. It can be a legal alternative to people, you know what I'm saying, that that maybe otherwise wouldn't have gotten to the point of hard drugs because, oh, I can go and get fucked up with this stuff that's legal um, and not have to be go to my dealer and, and be like, we don't have that. Here's this. Okay, so one of the things I have witnessed specifically in weed legal states is seeing some of the less desirables showing up and and they're literally buying like a pre-roll joint or a gram or whatever the cheapest (laughs) yeah whatever the cheapest you know flower is or something and i'm just going to assume that it's to help them come down off whatever drug they're pretty obviously coming off of right right right. is there you know as i can hear them grinding their teeth 15 feet away stuff like that Um, sounds like a buzzsaw and i mean okay so like specifically denver um the homeless population is through the roof. control there. It, it's crazy how many homeless people live in a city that's got snow for six months out of the year. Uh, but one time talking to a cop at the airport, um, and he was a sergeant, I, I mean, I, I would guess the guy probably had 15 plus years in just from talking to him and from his age. But he was talking about how the legalization of marijuana had one kind of help with a lot of the drug addicts because they were easier to get their shit to come down with had a lot less domestics related to people coming off bad trips. And also it was allowing them to focus on people that were doing the real bad drugs because the people that were just smoking weed or whatever to get high weren't having to hide it so much anymore. Right. Um, A little more in the open, a little easier to see what everybody was getting into. And again, the truth is, is what the fuck are you going to get from arresting a homeless person for having a joint? They're not paying you. Nothing. 
they're still going to sit on the courtroom docking and take up everybody's time and still have to get processed and still get their fucking picture taken. And there was no money collected because you arrested a fucking vagrant and put them in jail right? for, for trying to get high enough to sleep on concrete. Have you been to uh, Vancouver, Canada? No. We went to Vancouver, Canada summer before last, I think. Um, what's really interesting about Vancouver is they have... You, you know, you've watched The Wire before. They have a Hamsterdam. They have an area. There's a there's a there's a two three block area where if you're doing drugs, whether it's out in the open, hard drugs, yep. I've uh, hard drugs. You're not going to get as long as you stay here and you don't go two blocks that way and fuck with the tourists. They are completely fine with you doing it. M- me and Crystal went to this bar. It's really nice. Like. Uh, Kind of like one of those, uh, it wasn't really a speakeasy. It was more like a fucking, where they treat everything like it's a fucking, an alchemy, like, mm-hmm. concoction. Right? It was a really cool bar. Um, really nice, really nice bar, uh, you know, bartenders. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're heading this way. After this, we're just going to walk there. He goes, oh, you're going to get to walk through uh, uh, whatever street it is. I forget what the street name is. But and he, was like, he was like, no one's going to fuck with you, but you're going to see a lot of weird shit. And boy, boy, howdy! I saw intravenous drugs. I saw I saw crack being smoked off of uh, tin foil. I saw all kinds of crazy shit. At the same time, I see a mother, two or three mothers, jogging with their infants in a stroller, like doing their their you know their their little fit. They're they're just doing their jogging. They're running for the day, just through there. And they're these there's just people that are just like. They're just nodding out on the sidewalk because yeah. mom jogs by and her, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're just high as shit. And then you, you look and you see every block, there's a cop leaned up against the car just watching everything happen. And it was like, that was the biggest mind fuck to me. But it's essentially like, like you were saying, it gave them like how much, how much crime. I mean, it, it's been proven prohibition, anything else, the war on drugs, the people that want to do whatever that vice is are going to do it anyway. You telling them it's illegal, let's look at the pedophile rings. Just because fucking kids is illegal doesn't mean people aren't still going to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe that wasn't the best example because that's definitely a victim. Look crime. at the, all right, so, <laughs> so take this. How about this for an example? Uh, the pandemic. <laughs> people still are just like, well, we're going to go out and party without masks on anyway. Um, they're going to fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? They're going to do it. You're setting guidelines. Again, Georgia with the, you know, the outdated fireworks laws that have recently all been done away with and stuff too. Um, there's going to be an expl- when it When it all happens, there's going to be an explosion. People are going to go crazy. I can buy weed now. And they're going to go do it. But I think at some point it just evens out. It becomes going down to the store. See, I think it becomes different when you're talking about a drug that really has no proven OD death unless somebody is extremely allergic or, again, unless, you know, Willie Nelson's words, the only way, only way marijuana ever killed anybody is if a bale of it fell on them. Yeah. Uh, but, like, people do die from cocaine, and and more people die from heroin and, you know, opiate-related overdoses in America than just about every other drug combined. Oh, um, you mean that stuff that's made by the people the government. With, a, with, a, with a big old stock behind it? And that is something to, to really think about is we're taking the power out of the, you know, and I say government, but it's not government because they're all privately owned pain clinics that are, you know, feeding your 
feeding your fake heroin to the heroin addicts to instead of having them hooked to heroin, you have them hooked to whatever the fuck synthetic drug you're feeding them at the time. It's methadone. Yeah. Well, there's there's other shit now. It's not just methadone. There's other shit. Um, You know, it's it's so prevalent that you know, 15 years ago, like maybe your ambulance had some Narcan in it, like maybe. And like now, I mean, every cop carries Narcan. Like firefighters carry Narcan. Um, it's and it gets so prevalent, man. Like you, that's what people are dying of. You know, people are dying from opiate overdoses. Like that is what is killing us. What that young lady I knew OD'd on. Um, Did you see that uh, that d- documentary called Heroin, which was about uh, it? Was, but it was heroin spelt as like she's a heroine, um, not a, you know like a hero heroine kind of thing. Um, it was about a. A chick in West Virginia, I believe she was a first responder in West Virginia, but she was a big proponent of making sure all first responders had Narcan and all that stuff. Saved so many lives. It was, it was, she was living in the town where per capita they had the highest rate of overdose, right? Because of fentanyl and, um, and heroin, like to the point where there was a scene in the documentary, I believe it's on Netflix, um, but, uh, it's. H e r o i n e, um, and there was a point in the documentary where they go to respond to a call at a gas station, like a quick trip. Looks like a quick trip, and there's just a a person fucking ODing out on the floor right at the register. And while they're taking care of this person, people are still walking up, paying for sodas, and leaving because it's that commonplace in that town. Like people are still just like, oh, okay, here's my here's my order. I'm got I got twenty on pump five. I saw an HBO documentary about meth that was very similar, and I believe it was Tennessee or Kentucky, but in this small town. Yeah. Like, so they follow the share. You know, they follow you know a law enforcement guy. They follow a user, and they follow a dealer, essentially, mm-hmm. like a lot of those drug things do. Um, and it's weird because in one of the scenes, they're driving down the road, and the cop is like, "User, user, boys are users." You know, like pointing at houses as he's driving by, and then the next scene is the users and they're pointing out the same houses. Well, she uses it. That whole house uses it. That, you know, I sell to that lady. Holy shit, man. And it was just like, I mean, and that's things like the cops know. And that's the thing like the cops know. So we give the cops, you know, body armor and guns and fucking all this, you know, armored vehicles, armored vehicles and (laughs) tanks. And what they really need is like better counseling skills, like better interpersonal, you know, we are back in the place in time where part of, okay, defunding police. One of the things you could do is take away the vehicles. The cops need vehicles? Absolutely. Do they need pursuit vehicles? We're seeing not so much anymore because nothing's faster than a radio. Um, you don't need cop cars that'll keep up with the fastest, you know, race cars out there anymore. Um, you don't really need the fucking body armor and all that shit. Most of those cops can't fucking shoot anyway. Like that, most cops should not have firearms. If if you are if you are failing to 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 qualify with your firearm, like you shouldn't have a gun. You shouldn't be able to requalify a week later. And then you should be a fucking a England Bobby. I mean, we need caseworkers too, and that's the whole thing. Is if you want the militarization of police, then they go one way, and you. Do away with that portion of the cops, and if you need the SWAT team, you call in the fucking National Guard. 
if it's gotten to that point, you're calling the National Guard. You know, we can get rid of the no-knock warrants, which literally just result in random people being shot, but the cops having, you know, protection because they were doing it under a judge's orders. Right. It's, it, we take the, take the cars away from the cops. We put them back on the beat. We put them back out walking patrol. You make them walk up and down the neighborhoods they're patrolling. They start meeting and knowing. The Wire's a great example. If you make the cops start learning their communities again, the communities will start trusting the cops. I don't know these motherfuckers. The changeover from when we were kids, and I knew probably 30, 40% of the Oconee County cops by name, I don't know any of those people anymore. Mm-mm. You know, again, I don't have any run ins with them, thankfully, but I don't yeah. know you. I don't fucking trust you. You're a dude with a gun. That badge means shit. I've seen an, I've seen enough people shot for seatbelt violations to know that that badge is only protecting you from prosecution, and it does not make me bulletproof. Um, right, the badge is only shielding one person in that situation. That's right. that's right, which is why you know dash cams and why cops being recorded constantly has become such a prevalent thing because it's been proven. Like, I mean, the the cops murdering that guy in the Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta. So if a cop gets to shoot me with a taser and it's less lethal, why the fuck can't I shoot a cop with a taser and also be considered less lethal? Yeah. Why does a cop get to respond with lethal force? If you've ever had any fucking taser, any training with less lethal things such as tasers, especially with the prepackaged ones, you know you have one shot, maybe two. Maybe yours has two shots in it. But after you miss, it's fucking done. There's no reloading. It's done. So after that dude fired the taser at the cops... And missed, and then took off to run, and they shot him in the back. Again, for a drunk driving offense. Mm. They had his ID. They knew where the fuck he lived. They got into a tussle with him. He stole the guy's taser, shot it at him over his shoulder while fleeing, and then they shot him in the back. In combat, that would be murder. Mm. Thankfully, I wasn't 18 when I first deployed. I was... Wendy? I just turned 21. And I didn't have any circumstances like that. I didn't ever have, thankfully, man, didn't ever have any civilians get shot around me. Um, but, man, if you're going to expect an 18-year-old with six months of training before they handed him a machine gun and sent him overseas to not shoot Haji, who's pointing an AK at him, then I really expect these fucking dudes with college degrees to not shoot a drunk guy in the back as he runs away from the cops because let's be honest drunk people are going to run from the cops that's what they do yeah check your pride right if you catch a kid you know vandalizing a store he's going to run probably yeah you really shouldn't shoot that child the fact that it has become so readily accepted that police get to be judge, jury, and executioner, and that it's just waved off as, well, they're just, it's a tough job. Somebody has to do it. You don't know what it's like. Well, well I do know what it's like. I, I literally do know what it's like. And I've never pointed a gun at the wrong person, let alone shot the wrong person. Um, Took a lot of pride in it for years, especially during the anti-pitbull movement, was that my guns and my pitbulls have killed the same number of people, and that is zero. Um, Where you have these cops that were involved in a shooting, and then six months later they're involved in another shooting. 
Man, like there are guys that go for years in combat and never fire a weapon. But you've been involved in multiple shootings in less than a year and you still have a badge? I have a really hard time coming to grips that I live in a country where being presumed guilty is enough that it's okay for a cop to kill you. I mean, in combat, pointing a gun at you isn't enough. They have to fire it at you. If that's enough in combat, why is some kid getting shot in an alley with a cell phone? Yeah. Like, and you know what, man? And and maybe ruining that cop's life isn't the answer. But he sure as fuck shouldn't be a cop anymore. Right, right. Right. You know, me and Fagan had that that conversation last last week about, like, all right, well, so this thing happened to you. Do you not deserve a chance to redeem yourself? Do you not deserve a chance to move on with your life? So his his examples were very extreme. His examples were uh, Casey Anthony and uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, uh, that shot Trayvon Martin. George Zimmerman. George Zimmerman. Oh, right? I love that guy. He's like, he's like, he's like, so what happens after that? You go through the justice system, which is fucked anyway, right? You go through the court system, which... They got out of whatever. Um, are they not afforded the ability to... So his examples were Casey Anthony fucking disappeared. Right? No one's heard from her. George Zimmerman starts signing packs of Skittles <laughs> say, yeah. and shit like that. Like, at some point you give up your your right to a public life, right? Your right to be, like, in the public's eye all the time. It's like, no, hey, motherfucker... Go go, be the janitor for a gas station. And see, fuck I, off. I would I would think that it's about the level of you know the level of egregiousness, the the level of despicableness of your actions. And I was raised to believe that a taking of you know right up there you know with you know forcibly sexually taking someone you know like murder is as bad as it can get, mm-hmm. killing another human. And how we want to talk about justification, that's a whole different topic. But that's as bad as it gets. Killing another human being is as bad as it gets. Mm. So even if it was a mistake, which is why there's a manslaughter charge. If it was a mistake, man, we're sorry. And you're sorry. But you still killed somebody. You still took a life. You still took a life. Um, you know, is is not paying attention when you're backing out of the driveway and accidentally crushing a kid on their bike the same as shooting at somebody, missing them, and hitting somebody else? Like, obviously not. Um, there are even levels to that. You know? That's why you have degrees. <laughs> and that's why we've put judges in these positions and juries in these positions to figure out, you know, to what level somebody is guilty if, if they are even guilty. But cops don't even have to go to court. They, they don't they, have to go to court. And let's be honest, when some of them do, it's really just kind of a parade, a show. We tried. I mean, the thing no is, charges. Is, that, is that you're able to get them in civil court afterwards. So you are able to ruin their lives. Um, why are cops so freely shooting people? Black, white, green, orange, um because there's not enough punishments. Why are 
tycoons constantly stealing people's inheritances and retirements and serving, you know, three months in Club Med and then getting out and still able to enjoy that lavish lifestyle because there's not enough punishments to it. So in China, if a businessman does something vile like that, they execute him. So you actually have a really low amount of like high-end white-collar crime like that. Like yeah. if you steal people's inheritances and retirements and you know, yeah, ruin you're, you're people's Bernie lives Madoff's, financially, yeah. they execute you. Yeah, so Bernie so people, Madoff wouldn't have made it. And so you wouldn't have... You know, you wouldn't have this rash of Ponzi schemes in America that we have because those people would actually be worried about being punished. Like the fire Festival dude. Oh, God. Like that dude stole millions from thousands of people and just, I mean, again, he was, he was raking the right people over the coals, but nonetheless a criminal yeah. for millions of dollars, millions of dollars. And then he's, I mean, six months in jail or some shit. Dude, the, the guy who made out and all that, Ja Rule, he was just like... <laughs> he fucking just he went he, so he, silent he matrixed the shit out of those bullets <laughs> yeah he was on all those promo ads man that netflix documentary or whatever amazon prime documentary on fire festival is amazing there's one on each i think it's amazing <laughs> it's so good it's that that whole process was so fucked so fucked and again like th- they were selling no product nothing no they product sell- they were they selling were just- an idea it's exactly. Much like Instagram does, you know, like we're selling an idea. We're, you know, you're famous. Why? Because you look like you're having a really good time every time you go out to eat. You know, everything you do is the biggest fucking party ever. Well, what are you selling? The idea of the party. Yeah. You know, and that's what it was. I think they just thought it was going to materialize, you know, and just come together and because they they started nailing things down, and then they got like moved from well, where like the hurricane oh, hit. And all that oh my shit, god! <laughs> what a nightmare! Like can all you those imagine? kids. I I was so happy when that first went down, and hearing about like you know the packs of wild dogs <laughs> running through the tent city. Oh god! It just. I wish I'd have been there just to like you know prepare to my Boy Scout ways and like just like watched and laughed. And their and their designer urts and all that shit. Their designer tents that were that were nightmares. But that's the whole thing, man. Is these kids sight unseen were spending five grand for an experience, right? They were they wanted that they wanted it. the experience. selling the experience. They thought they were going to be like, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to document this with my Instagram account, and I'm going to do this and that, and oh, it did not work out, man. Have you ever been to a fucking big? Festival? Music festival? Not in a long time, but yes, I have. I've been to Bonnaroo. I've been to Bonnaroo, and that was the uh, that was the last thing I did with Bonnaroo a long time ago. There's nothing glamorous about Bonnaroo. No, man, I was fucking gross, and so were, so were the girls. Like, it was... <laughs> bro, it was, like it was pause. all gross. And so, so were the girls. It was gross, man. Like, nobody was washing. And we were just... Yeah, man, you lived in felt like, and I've known people who are like, oh, we're gonna do it up, we're gonna rent an RV. Well, now you got fifteen fucking people sharing one bathroom in an RV, dude. That's not much better. Man. So the time I went was me and Sheets got sent there by our radio station at the time, and that and we, we had accommodations. You know what I'm saying? Like we we yeah we had a little area we camped in, but we had like access to clean bathrooms and clean showers and shit like that. <sighs> It's, it's just not as glamorous as you think, you know, unless you have a fuck ton of money, which is what Burning Man's all about. 
You got a shit ton of money, you're going to have a great time. If you're just a regular Joe Schmo, it's going to be really rough. It's yeah. hot as fuck. You're in the middle you're in the middle of a field in Tennessee. There were right? so many bugs. In the middle of the summer, July. It was so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. Everything stank like feet. It was, yeah. And then you get into the crowds where, you know, so the year we went, Tool was one of the headliners. The Police with Sting was one of the headliners. You know, we had some really cool acts. But when you were there, you were amongst all those people, it just smelled like one big butt. Yeah. It was yeah. fucking gross. Yeah. Okay, the people last, just decide we're not going to bathe for three or four days in the sun in the summer. So the last festival I went to was Music Midtown, and this is this is probably like seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe. But it rained really bad, and uh, the the X and I at the time are you know wearing our Gore Tex boots and rain gear and all that shit, and there are people running around barefoot because it's like I mean it's like Woodstock levels of mud, like yeah. mud up over your ankle. Everything's fucking disgusting. And if you've been to Music Midtown, up at the top of the hill, they have all the porta shitters lined up. The porta shitters were literally overflowing uh, into the mud that everybody was, like, playing and partying in. And we realized that, like, on our way out. Did you throw those boots away? I don't think they're with me any longer, but um, <laughs> I, I noticed it when a dude walked in, and I was waiting in line to pee, and I heard his pee hitting the water, and I saw liquid flowing under the door, and I realized that the Portage John was overflowing. Uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing uh, led to another as I watched the Portage John River flowing into the crowd. Uh, Started making jokes about you know all the. <laughs> It's like The Simpsons is just neon green floating down the hill. You Influx of it. hepatitis, like there's a bunch of hepatitis outbreaks this week. Yeah. Humans are so fucking disgusting, man. And that was the whole thing is that that's how they were when there was no virus and there wasn't having to worry about this, and people really haven't changed. The same people that don't wash their hands in the bathroom oh. still don't. Like that, that hasn't changed. Oh, yeah. Pandemic's going on. I've been in the bathroom in a public place before, you know, and, and someone comes out of a stall, not the urinal, out of a stall. And straight out the door. Yeah, that's one of my least favorite things in the world. It feels fucking disgusting. Because you're just like, not like in a non-pandemic, go fuck yourself, right? In a pandemic, fucking please. Really go fuck yourself. Really go fuck yourself. It's just, it's gross. All of it's gross. It's not. Again, we need more science in school. We need to teach people that hygiene is real and, and that by, by washing your hands and covering your mouth when you sneeze and all those little things that we take for granted, like you really do cut down on the transmission of viruses. Here's the, here's the thing, man. Most people, mask believer or not, they still cover their mouth. Most, most of them still cover their mouth when they cough and cover their mouth when they sneeze. Well, what's the difference, right? Like all you're doing is providing that at all times. To make sure it's not being spread around. And right now, it's a significant hole in that armor when 50% of the people are doing it and the other 50 are not. It's like you're ruining the point of this. Um, you still go into some places where they say mask required, and you still see people walking around. Including people that work there. And, and who's going to... I'm not trying to police anybody. I'm grown. I don't really want to be in charge anymore. I don't want to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. But if you get too close to me, I will tell you to back the fuck up. Yeah. Like, that's about where we are now, is, is my 
the level of my politeness is directly related to how close you're standing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's getting weird. It's getting weird. I, I don't trust people anymore. I don't trust anybody. I didn't trust them much before, but I really don't trust them now. It's tough to, right? Like, it's tough to... And I know we're in an interesting situation because we're in the Southeast. And I know this isn't like something that is uh, foreign to other places in the U.S., but there are places that do it right. And there are places that people just aren't on board for some reason. They just don't. It's It feels, and I was telling Fagan this, it feels very generational. Like It is. It is. The, the, the more the older generation dies out, the better off I think we'll all be. But like, Slowly. think about think about people their forties, fifties, sixties, right? You know, we're close to our forties, but like, you know, fifties, sixties, they've had an entire life of not being told what to do, and now that they're being told what to do, they don't like it. It's and I don't have an answer for it. I don't have an answer for them. This is just the way it is, folks. Like, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is, man. Mm. Like, just if, for a little while, too. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be forever, but it's got to be for right now. People are very impatient. You got me? I do, too. Got to take a break. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. (laughs) That was an extended break. The the, the podcast uh, audience won't know that, but uh, we do. You're you're good. Yeah, talk. Hello. Yeah. Check, check. Can't hear myself. Can't hear yourself? Oh, you know why? Because I think my wife stepped on your... Uh, uh, stepped on your headphones. The whiff did it. Boop. There we go. There he is. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where we were because we just probably took like almost an hour break hanging out with the wife. But... Uh, I was going to say, a pee break turned into a conversational hour. <laughs> it's yeah. probably close to another pee break. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> um... I will say, like, as much as we've talked about tonight, I mean, we're not solving anything, but I don't know. I think it's important to get together with with your buddies, with your pals, and talk a little shit. Even if maybe you don't want to get close with folks, right, like physically, like, reach out. Zoom's a thing, right? You know, FaceTime's a thing. Hell, there's even a video chat thing in, uh, in in Messenger if you're a Facebook person. I don't know if Parler's got a Facebook like like a FaceTime type of deal, but they're like, working I wonder on who it. their IT guys are. Yeah, the Parler IT guy's got to be fucking weird to talk to. I mean, he's got to know some really good shit. I mean, he's probably know he might he probably knows some real deep dirty secret stuff, and he probably Google's his ass. <laughs> like I'll be honest, I Google a lot as an IT person, but. Uh, the parlor guy's got to be. He's like he's like for he's he's googling. He's like for crying out loud, they couldn't even spell parlor right. Like, what am I doing here? I'm gonna have to go set up a parlor account just to just to see what's going on see. in there. You got to be our guy on the inside. Maybe when oh, you get God. back, maybe when you get back, you come back and tell us what you're finding in parlor. It's got to be something like a redneck four chan, right, or a farmers only four chan. I would think yes. I I would have to think that it is the just grossest like circle jerk of bigotry <laughs> it has to be it's got to be yeah like it 
Do you think they have? Like, if you're so far fetched that Facebook won't let you do it, man, like you're probably doing something wrong. I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah, I think Facebook's got like say what you want about it, but I think they've got a decent grasp on like all right, here's the limit, and it's like Zach's picture, but true. But there's people <laughs> past Zach's picture, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and it's literally just screenshots from my profile. Yeah, uh, I need to. I, I kind of want to do. Maybe, maybe we do when you get back. Right? How long are you gone for? A week. A week? Like nine days, ten days. All right. Here's the thing. Maybe let's let's go underground a little bit. Let's let's do some undercover work. Let's let's do some let's do some parlor expose. Right? Let's just talk. I mean, it might we might be inviting like the worst shit in the world, but I just want to I want to have like a little overview of Parlor when you get back. It's the second time I've heard that idea spoken out loud today. <laughs> today? Oh God, today! And in, in fact, since like four o'clock this oh, afternoon. Oh no! And so when I got kicked off Facebook for life, I decided that I was probably done with social media, and it's been a good break because the truth is, is social media between the plague and the elections was making me hate a lot of people people that i probably wouldn't dislike otherwise yeah um but now the parlor thing might be too good to pass up it's rough right like i was i was on twitter today and i was like man the i think i even tweeted out i was like dude the the fucking social media political fatigue is fucking and it's very palatable like you can see people that are, you know, I've got, I've got, I've got some buddies that, that run other podcasts and they are just like, you can tell they're fucking tired of it and they're a little older, you know, my buddies from unbecoming of age, um, wonderful podcast, but like, I think it's just wearing on everybody. You know, you can see where there's kind of like, I can't even parse what I'm seeing in front of my face because there's so much of it and it's so and the algorithms are so heavy and like ever since watching the social dilemma and ever since watching like a bunch of uh documentaries on social media and how they actually dig in and use your information to target things at you it's really hard to be at ease just it's not like the good old days when you're just like oh i'm just browsing the things i want to browse it's like no you're not you're browsing what they want you to see now you remember when Timelines went from being chronological to so-and-so commented on this thing. Like, it's... And then it became more popular. And then it became about buying your ad space. And then it became about being seen first when you click the refresh button. Yeah. what Like, so if someone's got a lot of likes on something, chances are if you're connected to them in any way, you're going to see it. Like, whether you follow the thing they're commenting on or not, they're like, oh, your friend Lopez commented on this thing, so maybe you would like it. It's it's weird. And they use your information in such a weird way. Yeah, I started really falling out of love with Facebook um, when the ads really started becoming such a big deal. And I, that was, God, that was years ago now when, when it was news and ads were going to be on Facebook. Um, Do you remember when they dipped their toe into, like, dropping ads inside the chats you were having with people? Yes. Or yes. when you would say tonight and it would, like, link so you could put it on a calendar immediately, like if you typed out tonight, it would want you to attach it to your calendar. Yeah, it's uh, so they could have access to your calendar. Like that's that's the thing. Like, well, that's the thing too is like you know people scroll through their you know go through the apps on your phone and like how many of those apps did you not know about have access to your contacts? 
Well, they're using your contact list to try and yeah make more algorithms. Am I alone in thinking that Trump should have went through with the the uh, TikTok ban? <laughs> oh, we totally should have done it. Um, but there's some funny shit on TikTok. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, but there's some horrific no fucking need for shit on TikTok too. There's some people who use it for what it's what it's for, and there's some people who use it for. Ugh, just bullshit. So all that I have seen of TikTok is compilations of uh, sometimes fatal TikTok fails. Those no. That's all of TikTok that people I've seen. People falling off cliffs and shit? Yep. People uh, drowning in rivers and, uh, you know, getting run over by cars no. and, uh, like, falling off balconies. Ah. There's a lot of that because, uh, so, you know, it's the world over because of the internet. So, man, like, Eastern Black Europe and shit. Like, I, I don't know. I, life is just worthless. So. Oh, that's what I meant to ask you earlier. How do you feel about, uh, we were talking about cameras and all that stuff. The The wife is really all about us getting, for now that we have a kid coming along especially, but even before that, dash cams. I love the idea of a dash cam. Uh, I think that all motorcyclists should definitely... Oh yeah, if you're not driving around with a fucking yeah, we, if you're not driving around with a GoPro attached to your face if you're driving a motorcycle, dude. Okay, so I was talking earlier about the two times that I've had to call 911 since quarantine started about the road rage incidences. Sure. Both times if I would have had a dash cam, it would have been something else because so apparently a lot of things have changed that you have to have two witnesses, one person saying they saw something isn't enough. You have to have somebody to corroborate your story or whatever. Um can a dash cam fill in as one of those? Not in court because cameras don't substitute as a real person, which is why the uh, traffic cameras are such a failure. But it it can't hurt your case. It can't hurt your case. That is exactly right. I mean, again, if you've got somebody on video, you know, doing something, yes, that's definitely going to help. But it is not enough alone to convict them, something like that. But, yeah, man. um, You're all about some dash cams. Dude, I love Which is Russian so strange dash because yeah, the, I was going to say I love watching the Russian dash cam videos of people like beating the shit out of each other in road rage incidents cuz I, I want to be that guy sometimes. I love the compilations of the truck drivers that are just kind of so like running you're people gonna, over you're gonna and shit. Me, you're going to cut me off. You're going to cut me you. off. <laughs> I believe one of the uh, one of my favorite compilations is like the road rage going wrong. And it's the people like showing out and then losing control and hitting the center walls and stuff. Oh my god! Or when they get out to confront somebody and there's a fucking gun in their face and they're like, "Ooh, I didn't mean to, man." Or the people that are you know too busy trying to intimidate the person in the left lane, they don't realize traffic has stopped as they plow into somebody at fifty miles an hour. Like, there's a lot of that. But yeah, um, and what's strange, Jeremy, is that ten years ago, man, there's no fucking way I would have been all for the videotaping of our everyday lives. I would have been all about the infringement of my personal liberties and nobody's business watching me, but... People pull some shady, weird, shisty shit, man. And the government will pull some shady, weird, shisty shit. And unless you got a fucking video camera recording that you did not do that thing they said you did, like, you don't have much recourse, man. Which they've got some crazy stuff out there. I've been doing some research because we've talked about doing that as, like, we always kind of figure out, like, all right, let's do this as our Christmas present to each other. We're thinking about dash cams this year. And there are dash cams that have the front-facing and the rear-facing camera. So you can see what the fuck someone's... I've seen so many videos where people are texting and plow into the back of somebody. And that would be one of the things in this day and age where so many people are driving while distracted and it's so tough to prove. 
because, and that's the thing is if you can't prove it now, it's just your insurance going through the roof. You know, yep. it's a faultless accident. But with a dash cam, you can. God, it's such a slippery slope, though, man. It is. It is weird. Um, but I mean, it helps. Like, it can't hurt. Unless you do something stupid, then it can really hurt. But then you just you just swallow that little micro SD card. No one's gonna know. <laughs> no one's gonna know. I mean, then what? Yeah, does it become tampering with evidence? God, there's. I don't know, man. The the, the more technologically dependent we become, mm. I don't know where I stand on it, Jeremy. I really don't. I think that for the. Average Joe having a dash cam is probably not going to do anything but help. Yeah. But are people just going to come reliant on dash cams and just totally say fuck the you know rules of the road? I, I mean, the, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, yellow lights and yield signs and all that are kind of only suggestions already. Right. That that yellow line we've talked about it before. That yellow line in the middle of the road is just there as a suggestion. Maybe you should stay on this side. Think about it. Think about it as you're driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. something to think on. So as quarantine has started, mm-hmm. it seems like cops have been less pulling people over, less for you know minor traffic violations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at the same time, again, I think I've seen road rage just really taken off. I think I've seen. Yeah, the presence isn't there that it was before. Exactly. And with that lack of, I mean, I guess there is something to be said for, you know, more cops on more street corners. Which, again, says something about our society that we're not doing so well if it requires that father figure standing there looking over us to make us behave. Yeah, it's a weird balance, right? Like, it's like if when there's no oversight, it's kind of like with some people when they are working without supervision, they don't get nearly as much done as when they know they could get in trouble from a supervisor popping in on them. It's, I don't know, it's... That character thing about it's not what you're doing when people are watching, it's what you do when they aren't watching. 100%. And we know that most of us are going to, are, are going to be lazy. There's some great memes about working from home. Like, you know, there was there's one guy who's like, it's like... March March fifteenth, working from home, and he's all, he's in his button up, and he's typing as, and it's like it's like November eleventh, and he's got his foot up, he's got like sunglasses on, a t shirt. There's like a blinking LED light, like a, a, like blinking different colors around him the whole time while he's working, and it's completely true, man. Um, there's a reason why managers and supervisors and commanding officers and shit like that exists, right? Because there's some people who just can't fucking. There are a lot of people that can't just do it on their own. Do their shit by yes, themselves. That is very true. And we're um, seeing that. You know, you wouldn't have to have Big Brother government tell you to wear a mask and wash your hands if more people would take it upon themselves. Would take it upon themselves, would understand that, oh, this could be for the betterment of other people, right? And then you could just disappear into the wilderness for a week, right? And that's what you're about to do. Where are you going? I am going to uh, New Mexico and Colorado. Um, there will be th- th- there's there's a move in my future that's going to happen, and I'm kind of trying to pin down a uh, pin down a location. Heading west. Heading west. Um, Go west, young man. Some place with politics that are more in line with my own uh, you've talked about this. Yeah, me and you have talked about this. You're like you're like, I need to go somewhere that's a little more. Strangely enough, I need to go somewhere that's a little more liberal. A little more liberal, a little more blue. A little more blue. Um, I want, I really do want less government interference in my life. Isn't it funny that the blue states are providing that to you 
and the red states are the ones that preach that they want less government in their lives, but there's more government involved in lives, be it your choice to do something with your body or your choice to marry somebody or your choice to smoke cannabis. I mean, as a quote unquote patriot, there probably isn't a more American state to live in than Texas. But man, your personal liberties are actually outside of owning a fucking gun and driving your V8 really fast. Your personal liberties are constantly under attack. Isn't that wild? It's really strange. It's you know, let let a man be a man. I don't understand really. the argument that you need a you need to have your them guns to keep the government out of your house, but that same party wants the government more involved in your house. Well, they they want them involved in their house as long as it's in line with their beliefs. With what they want, yeah. Yeah, and I... Propping up bigotry with saying that I'm afraid, you know, I need to protect my Second Amendment rights, like, it's just not cutting it anymore. Like, I can't vote for this person because I'm going to keep my guns, so instead you're going to vote for somebody that won't condemn white supremacy? Under the guise of keeping your guns, like this is this is yeah. so backwards. Because the big secret is, nobody was ready to take your guns anyway in the first place. Obama you know, the, the was only, never going to take your guns. The only person that has ever said they're going to take guns is honestly Trump. <laughs> he said, "Let's just take their guns. Well, let's away. just take their guns away." Yeah. Uh, huh? Um. It's it's weird what people choose to see and not see, and what people just turn an eye at and there was something the other day i can't remember the video that uh that chris was show- oh no it was a video as a compilation of current representatives in congress in the senate ted cruz people like that lindsey graham talking about how much of a danger donald trump would be to our government and Basically, everything they were saying in the 2016 primary <coughs> and how it's completely contradictory to what they're saying now. And I was like, you know what's sad is the people that need to see this won't see it because the algorithm won't let them. That's the fucking problem is you can get yourself into a position where, I mean, I guess this is an extreme case with parlor, but it's more of an, you know, it's just as bad on Facebook or Twitter if you're liking certain things, if you're retweeting certain things, if you are paying attention and following certain things, uh, you're just only going to find things that agree with you. Because more and more of the same. Because yep. what do they want? They want you to come back and use their app. And, um, you know, I think that's the big problem because we see these these videos, these compilations. You're like, holy shit, they just got owned in the face. And it's like, yeah, but the people who need to see that shit isn't us. It's the other side. And they're not going to see it. It's um, it's willful, willful ignorance. It's willful ignorance. It's assisted ignorance by those those apps, those services. Um, I was telling Fagan last week that there's a uh, there's a movement, and I know ultimately the the idea behind this is hey go use our browser, but uh, Firefox is doing this whole unfuck the internet thing. Um, honestly. We saw it as an ad before something we were watching on Hulu, but it's like, you know, Mozilla dot or Firefox dot com slash unfuck is what it is. And it's like it's like it's saying unfuck, unzuck, unlike all this other shit. 
and basically it's talking about safe browsing where you know basically you've given facebook and twitter by agreeing to their terms of service they're also sniffing your browsing uh habits all of and it. stuff like that so i don't know what the plan is i think i've actually looked up and i'm gonna start downloading all my the only thing i really care about on my facebook is my pictures from like a long time ago yep I'm going to download them shits and just fucking get the fuck out of there, man. Push everybody I know over to, like, Discord. The Discord app is wonderful. It's owned by someone that's not Facebook or Twitter. Um, Which makes them few and far between, yeah. It makes them few and far between. I mean, who knows who might own it in the future because some they could come through and be like, here's $7 billion, give us Discord. And at that point, I make a decision. But right now, it's something that I don't have anything... I, I, I'm trying to think of the last time. The, the last time I was really actively on Facebook was when we were looking for a Boston Terrier because <laughs> that's where all the all the uh, really good breeders and stuff have gone instead of being like, oh, you can just find us here or there. And I, honestly, where I ended up finding Bonnie, the AKC registry site, <laughs> like the AKC um, site where they where they talk about, oh, breeders are, you know, have this or that, but... But yeah, a lot of everything's on there, and that's the last time I actively used it. Like I've got probably somewhere between 150 and 200 notifications. Say hundreds of notifications. Oh my just god! There. That I just haven't looked at. It was uh, so Facebook kept banning me and warning me, and the fact that I didn't find it useful anymore meant that I I wasn't really convinced that I should slow down or stop with my uh. Were you aiming to get banned at any point? Were you just like, what can yeah. I do? Yeah, how far can I go? Absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, and how far can I go without cursing or name-calling? How far, amazing, how, how, how far can I go with just stating fact? And so the, the threats of, you know, libel and slander suits against me started, and it all stopped when I was like, you know, in writing, I was like, if you don't think I will stand up in a courtroom and say this, and you obviously don't fucking know me, what you better be ready for is can you stand up and say the same thing? Mm. And you can't. Um, for instance, the lady that did get me banned. Um, so, of course, I started posting you know, links to her page and stuff, and uh, I had one person tell me to stop. One person telling me to back off rudely, you know, that she was doing God's work and stuff like that. And I bet I had six or seven people that I have never seen or spoken to before in my life send me messages and kind of kind of confirmed that I was doing the right thing. Yeah. Um, There's a real outpouring of hate mail for that specific woman, uh, which I, even I was alarmed and shocked by. Again, it's a small community, grew up in the same... Grew up in the same town, Jeremy and I both, um, and I was a little shocked at how many people came out swinging against her. Sometimes, um, sometimes that's what people are waiting on, right? And I think that's what it was. I think somebody was waiting for me to. We throw need the someone first to kick punch. the gate so we can go in. And uh, and it was former coworkers and former classmates, and it was a it was quite a turnout. Um, but yeah, it's, I, great, it's a great turnout of the rally. It was, on it really was. Um, <laughs> people were glad to see it, and I don't know. I don't have anything else to prove on Facebook. No, 
Like nobody's listening on there anyway. Again, the people that have already chosen their sides have chosen their sides, and I can post hundreds of articles to the contrary, and nobody's going to read them except the seven people who already know about it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just like what I was telling you. Like the, the people that need to see it aren't going to see it. Right. The people that need to read those things aren't going to read them because it doesn't fall into their thing. Like there's been so many really good. I don't know how much you watch John Oliver's mm. show. But he does some great, great segments. And it's like so great that I'm like, I need to send that to so-and-so because of a conversation I had with them. But I know as soon as they start, as soon as A, it comes up and it's John Oliver, they might check out. Or as soon as he says one thing they don't agree with, they'll just fucking check out of it and be like, yeah, that was bullshit. It's like, but did you watch the whole thing? Did you watch how he kind of exposed what you're talking about and making it... Uh, irrelevant and bullshit because you know they haven't we aren't looking to be exposed I I hate it as much as the next person but if if I'm wrong and you show me I'm wrong I will I mean I'll I'll, I'll follow right along Um, my my stance on police brutality has changed a whole lot in the past five years Um, and it took being on the wrong end of a little bit of it myself um it really did. It took seeing that seeing that system in motion. It, it 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 took being abused by the powers that be simply because they could. And my and that was the thing is my only way to fight back would have been to physically fight back, and that would have been the end of my life. It would have meant the end of it. Yeah. And so I was powerless. I mean, I was jailed over it and shit. Like it, mm. you know, no charges filed, but jailed nonetheless. Um, and. The cops were used as the bullies. And they could say they were just doing their fucking job, but that's not doing your job, man. Yeah. Like, in the military, you are obligated to not follow an unlawful order. Like, if you know it's wrong, you don't have to do it. Right. I don't, I don't know why, I don't know why it's so different in the, in the civilian world. Um, I don't know why accountability is so hard to come by. Hmm. And I don't mean to get back on it, but it's, you know, my, my views have changed, I guess, as I've kind of mellowed with age. Um, you, you didn't have to kill that guy. You know, you, yeah. you didn't have to. You didn't have to choke that dude to death. You well, didn't have to beat that guy to death on his ride to the fucking police station. Like, you didn't have to do any of that, man. And 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 the thing is, like, I think a lot of people don't give themselves the that's okay for my view to change because a lot of people are like, if my view changes, that means I'm weak. That means I've been wrong all this time, and I can't be wrong. You know, people don't allow themselves to. And I think that's the big problem is, like you said, people have already decided what they're going to decide, and it doesn't matter what kind of evidence you put up. They can go and search out the counter evidence that's going to support them. Um, you know, there's, there's a big problem with people like Candace Owens who, um, clearly make videos that, that just, that, that with no, with no kind of like facts supporting what they're saying, but it's a thing where like, I know I got an audience with people who can be like, Hey, there's this black chick that agrees with me. Look. They're not all bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's like that. And and I'm just like, no, you're not understanding, like, 
she may not even believe what she's saying, but she knows that it gets views. She knows that she'll get paid because you're going to view that YouTube video. She knows that she's going to be brought onto shows and get paid to be a consultant on the show or paid to be a specialist on the show. Like it is all it, it, there's, there are certain people that have embraced like, and, and I'll even lump someone like a Sean Hannity in because being in radio, I know for a fact that people that have worked for him have been like, oh yeah, he knows everything he's saying is bullshit. He knows that he knows that what he's saying is divisive and it makes people listen. And the only reason why he does it is because he gets a paycheck at the end of the day. We are living in a society where everyone's afraid of, afraid of uncomfortable truths. Um, just turn your head, you know, just hide your head in the sand, just ignore it um, while it's happening. And I don't want to be that person. I, I don't want to... don't want to sell myself short by refusing to see somebody else's viewpoint, even if it makes me uncomfortable. And, be, and that's the thing, like being uncomfortable isn't, isn't a good enough reason to, to dismiss somebody. Well, that, and it's like being not okay with what's going on shouldn't have to be dangerous for you. You know what I'm saying? Being not okay with like being being like, look, this is fucked up on both directions, and and not having to pick a side. Like, I've never been a fan of like, oh, I'm jumping all on one side. Like, I was telling you know, I was telling you earlier, I don't want people to think that I'm just a person who's always going to vote blue, but I'm always going to vote against a racist guy. I don't can't care. Stand. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'll take the I'll take the powerless non-racist guy as president over the guy who is clearly figured out a way to hoodwink and 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 snake oil people i love people always talk about you know the evil i know versus the evil i don't well we know that fucking trump is evil and people are still you know open arms god the whole thing just makes me sick i just don't have the I just don't have the patience, and it's probably me getting older, but I just don't have the patience to try to parse that and 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 justify it in my head of like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's so-and-so. I love that person. Your lack of education and experience in life is not an excuse, though. It's right. with, with the leaps and jumps in technology, like, the answers are at your fingertips, literally at your fingertips. Well... It, it makes me when they're like, well, the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, how do you feel about women's suffrage? Well, I don't think women should suffer at all. It's like, well, you don't know what women's suffrage is. <laughs> like, you're just kind of like, you don't understand what you're, what you're flinging around. And I, I've never been a person that is like, I'm going to go throw this in their faces. You're very much a person that does that. But I just... I don't know, man. It's tough. It, it is really tough to see people, especially people you love, that are like... Screaming about tyranny while trying to suppress the vote. Exactly. I just Again, I don't have any answers for that. The, I, the, I the level of denial is just painful. If I have to explain to you how the vote wasn't thrown... like we, 
you're too far gone for us to, to, to meet anywhere in this conversation. Like, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't believe that I have the power to get through to that person. Yeah. I mean, to, to, to not acknowledge that the past four years have been really fucked. Regardless People, of what side you're on, like to be like, look, I know you're traditionally a red, right? But come on. Anybody trying to argue there, there, there has not been a, a greater division in America since our most recent president took power is delusional. Like, 100%. You're literally de- delusional. Well, and it's like I was telling somebody today, like, look, it's, it's four years of being able to gloat and have fun and be loose at the lips with, with your, your prejudice and to not have any kind of example from, from up high of how that's fucking stupid. And like you said, maybe they go back into hiding after this. Some people are like, I prefer for them to be out invisible so I know who the fuck is stupid as shit. Because a lot of people call those red hats the fucking beacon of knowing who not to fucking interact with. That's the way I looked at it is, you know, for, forever I would have to guess and judge if you were a bigot or not. But if you fly in a Make America Great flag, I, I don't really have to guess anymore. No more bullshit. Yeah. Yes. That, exactly. <laughs> that fucking truck I sent you the picture of that was like bringing leadership and masculinity back. I was like, what does that even mean? You mean the guy with the come over and the fake tan? That's what I'm talking about. These guys are like, a man needs to be a man. Does he? Your, your dude has a fake tan, bro. You can see it around his ears, bro. Again, I can't argue with those guys. I can just hope that they uh, don't breed anymore. That's about all I got. Stop procreating, <laughs> y'all. Like, I don't if, think... If, if, if women's rights aren't important to you, if the right to choose and stuff isn't important to you, stop making babies. Do you, uh, do you end up watching... I watched it, though. The wife hasn't yet. Because I think... Uh, well, I told her, I was like, you might be a little... Because she's pregnant, and it might just... And she's very... You know you know how Chris is. She's very much like uh, women's rights. You know, she's very passionate about that. Um, it's called What the Constitution Means to Me. I'm not. Prime video. Okay. Um and it's it's very much that i don't i don't foresee many many people on the non women's rights side being a big fan of it but it's really fucking good um it's a it's like kind of like a one woman show kind of thing where you know this lady talks about how she paid her way through college doing these uh constitutional um speeches um all around america she did like a tour kind of thing and it would they would pay her and she would use that for college and stuff like that um, it's really good. I would highly suggest it. Um, but it it hits on all that shit. I will put that on my to watch list. She was like, she was like, they were debating Roe v. Wade when three of the justices were cheating on their wives, like, you know, it kind of that shit. It's untold tales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that. But uh, when you get back from out west, man, let's link up again. Let's do it. Let's have let's have a powwow. Make let's, the make the wife sit in. Let's see. Yeah, the wife needs to be there for it. Uh, let's see what's uh, what's happening in this world. Because by that point, by the time all the all the holidays and shit have passed, we'll be uh, well on our way, if not past the inauguration. So I'll be very interested to see where we're at. To see if this recount turns up something different. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's take a little while and see how much the world changes. 
Yeah. Do you want anybody to follow you anywhere or just, just wait for them to hear you on here? Oh, just hear me on here. No. There's nowhere to follow me right now. <laughs> I'm banned everywhere. I'm banned everywhere, and I'm I'm kind of enjoying it. I believe, Yeah, I believe I made myself a little too easy to find there for a while. And this fireside chat's been good, man. It has. This is it's nice. Been, it's been too long. It's been too long. It's, again, it's such a strange world to, to, to navigate as opposed to just a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, me, like the, I mean, this is the highlight of my week. Me, you, and Banshees were just laughing a year ago, talking shit, talking shit, telling talking stories, shit. and now we're creating new stories just because of what's going on around us. Thanks again for your service, man. It is always a pleasure to be here, Jeremy. Thank I'm, you so much for having me, and uh, it's a pleasure to meet your new puppies too. Absolutely, you, you, you got quite the pack again, dude. We're building the pack back. You're about to add to it. <laughs> I know. We're about to add another to the pack. It's going to be crazy. Um, you can follow the show at Lopez Radio on all social media. Um, of course, the show lives on lopezradio.com. And uh, if you want to check me out on uh, on Twitch, uh, I usually broadcast every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and oops, wrong one. And uh, yeah, and Sundays. So come check us out. And uh, Zach, thank you again, man. Please be safe out there. I'm looking forward to seeing you when you get back. I can't wait, man. It's always a pleasure. And uh, everybody out there, be safe. Love each other. Don't give hugs, but uh, yeah, <laughs> be kind. <laughs> Bye, everybody.